0: you did. Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube network with other content creators and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick. And today I'm answering your YouTube questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, there's a form down in the description where you can put your questions so we can get an answer on the stream here today. And I am joined today by my brother from the same mother D. What's going on, D? keep
1: bringing me back. I don't know why you keep bringing me back, and I have lots of questions for you regarding YouTube, so oh, great. we can just have a conversation. Great. All
0: right, let's go. All and- right, let's do it. So, I just want to give a shout out to
1: Ron Burgundy in the audience. I see you out there.
0: Yep. Keep it classy, San Diego. That's right. All right. So, um, um, if you are watching this on the replay, I do want to let you know um, that we add timestamps to this. So, during the stream, there's a lot of questions that get asked. So, because of that, we section them out um, for the replay into timestamps so you can skip around and find what it is that you want. Um, I also want to let you know that you can also find this in Apple, or I'm sorry, Well, Apple Podcasts, too, but you can also find it in YouTube Music. So if you want to listen to just the audio version of this, you can also do that um, by looking for it in the podcast area of YouTube Music as well um, so that you can consume it, however it is that, you know, works out best for you. Um, With those things out of the way, I do want to let you know that this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, which is the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. TubeBuddy will help you test your thumbnails to make sure that the thumbnails that you are using are effective for the people that you are trying to reach. And they actually give you a full report, letting you know where your thumbnails perform best and things like that. It's an amazing tool that you can try that in 90 different tools that will help you with your YouTube channel at TubeBuddy.com. If you wanna give me a hook up there, you can go to TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin, which is right down here in the bottom. Um, in addition to that, it is co-brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming platform that we use to stream this every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. And the reason that we use StreamYard is because They make it super easy to bring guests onto the stream. They host everything in the cloud, so if the stream goes down or if D messes something up, then what's going to happen is StreamYard is going to hold the stream open, and then I can just come back in on my phone or something like that, um, instead of losing everybody that's hanging out here. Um, In addition to that, they make it easy to add graphics on the screen. You can even play music in the background and a bunch of other really cool features, but you can try that out for yourself as well at StreamYard.com. So we
1: need to address something really quick. Right, Number one, the real reason you want to use StreamYard is for this lovely cup. You can yeah, go to their it merch store. Beautiful they have cup. an amazing cup here. They do.
0: Shout out to StreamYard. Uh,
1: out to, yeah, I drink, yeah. I eat cereal yeah. out of this cup and, and drink various <laughs> yeah. beverages out of this cup, both hot and cold. And I want to address something else here. And those of you they who They make good shirts, to, too, by the way. They do. They do have good shirts. Yeah, I want to yeah. address something Address something very important. Those of you who have been streaming with us for a very long time, and mm-hmm. I know some of you who have been here since day one— Yeah. Like Ron, how you doing, Ron? Mm -hmm. I see you in the house. Yep. Nick said, like when D messes something up. So has anyone ever in the history of our streams together ever seen me mess up anything during our streams? In fact, what I remember, if I
0: remember last time we streamed together, we had everything go down and I had to go into my laptop. But that wasn't me. Say, you're responsible for that computer. No, I didn't cause (laughs) it. It's you. Here's the thing.
1: Here's the thing. (laughs) D fixes everything that goes wrong. (laughs) D doesn't cause anything to go wrong. I just want to, that's a very important distinction. Yeah. And we're not moving forward (laughs) until we're on the same page with that.
0: So good, do so concur? good. Do you agree? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Right, but yeah, well, that's it. Almost All them. Yeah, huh? almost all of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. But but I, definitely I, issues. I,
1: so let's uh, go for like ninety-eight percent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can do that. Yeah,
0: I'll actually go for ninety-nine. Yeah, because it's I can Super rare. Probably even ninety-nine point something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm there. definitely there. I'm there. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Let's go. So we the very first accord. question, the we very first, <laughs> the, the, we've come to an agreement, hey. uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to uh, an agreement really quick. Roger Wakefield in the house wanted to just give him a shout out really quick. Congratulations to you for being on this today show, my man. High five and fist bump to you for crushing it in every single aspect, man. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing.
1: Awesome. Roger. It, funny thing about this. I was watching a, a Netflix show called The Last Kingdom. Okay. Season two. Of the Last Kingdom, there is a Viking in there, who looks like like if Roger Wakefield
0: were a Viking. Mm-hmm. How do you know he's not a Viking? Well, there's a really good maybe he's he a Viking, is. like in his heart. There's he's no, a Viking. Oh, he's
1: definitely Viking yeah. in his heart. Yeah, but there's a guy in there who's like no hair. He's got his exact mustache. Nice. Yeah, and nice. I mean, I, I saw that, and for a brief second, you're like no way yes, yes he's even in this that's what he's I thought. everywhere he's even on netflix yes, for a brief yes. second i was like no
0: way no way but it wasn't love Ooh. you roger <laughs> so the very first question that we have today is from Greenlight africa Greenlight africa says that they have an educational channel the goal of the channels to make money and the question is i want to create a new youtube channel to teach people how to grow on youtube any advice um absolutely so if you're going to be helping people out with um with youtube the very first thing to make sure that you always consider is that people that are going to be watching your content are going to be in different parts of their journey, and there's going to be more new people watching than there are experienced people. So because of that, just when you are talking about any aspect of YouTube, it's important to make sure that you explain things. When you think about it, make sure that you explain things that that a new content creator might not know the lingo about. So for example, if you mention like impressions, you might want to explain what that is. If you mention CTR, you might want to explain what that is and so on. And then by doing that you are making sure that everybody that's interacting with what it is that you're doing can you know fully understand you know as much of the content as possible because just like everything else you know in life YouTube also has its own lingo um, so because of that just making sure that you are you know sharing information in a way that makes it easily consumable by the people that are interacting with the content um, is definitely something that you want to do um, so yeah so that's the that's the best tip that I have for you because if you can do that then you're going to be able to help a lot lot more people understand how to do what it is that they need to do instead of them watching the video and being like, Oh, you know what? I don't even, I don't even like know what this person's talking about. And then going away and watching something else. So, um, so if you just say, if you you know, explain things in that way. Um, it just makes it just makes it really easy for people to uh, to consume the content.
1: I just want to say this. Look at the StreamYard product placement.
0: Look at this. That's good. It's like a double, right? like a it's Double. Like every time yeah, I take a drink,
1: good. StreamYard product placement.
0: Yeah, and there they had it in the uh, in the music video coming into the stream too. For wow. the for the for, yeah for the for the scheduled thing. Yeah, good. That cup, like Mad Love. That's yeah. probably like for 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 this channel. Yeah. like that mug is probably the best like you know merch investment they've made <laughs> for this YouTube channel. <laughs> it is. It it
1: is. Hey, Jason. How you doing, buddy?
0: Stormy Sky Row Productions, thank you for the super chat. It says, approved for YouTube Partner Program this week. Thanks to both. Um, thanks you both for all of your help. You guys rock. Congratulations to you. High five and fist bump man. for getting into the YouTube Partner Program. Now, look, here's one thing you want to make sure that you are thinking about is now that you are in the YouTube Partner Program, definitely go in and start, you know, looking in your analytics. Um, you know, as you start accumulating views on your content, you're going to start noticing what com- content generates more ad revenue. So if you know, fully utilizing the partner program is something that you're interested in, then make sure that as you're putting your content strategy together in like, you know, 90 day blocks or even 30 day blocks or, you know, however you do, you do it with your content, make sure that you are working in some of that content that typically generates higher CPM so you can make sure that you're fully taking, you know, taking advantage of the opportunity to make money on uh, on YouTube.
1: So before we go to the next question, I have something I would like to tell you. Okay. So those of you who know about the play button oh, fiasco, no. No, this is gold. Those of you who know about the play button fiasco, um, I would like you to have a peek at this, if you will. I was hanging out with Nick the other day and he hasn't realized I stole his play button. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that is Nick's play button and I'm gonna let you figure out where it is. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Have a great day.
0: Love it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll just hop on and order another one. It's so, somewhere yeah, the, 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 it's actually, somewhere I,
1: around here. Yeah,
0: I get to, mo- I'll order a modernized one. Yeah, yeah so, no, so it's bring somewhere right around here. <laughs> I'm going to scribble
1: out Nick and write my name on it. Like, That's sh- fair. That's sharpie fair. marker. Yeah.
0: So the Creator Classroom is our next question. They upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do how-to content. The goal of the channel is to teach people how to use Canva. And the question is, I'm probably overthinking this, but I noticed if I unlist a video so I can do things like pin a comment before I schedule a video to publish that video, um, Analytics seems to think it's published earlier than it was. Does this have the potential to push down your video as not being clicked on by people since it's not actually public? So your views get counted when you go public on your video, everything on your video, it starts counting once you change it to public. So what you do not want to do is you don't want to upload a video as public and then go in and unlist it and work on it because then it's been public already. So what you want to do is you want to go into your upload defaults, which is in your YouTube settings. And uh, in order to find that you go into the little, cogwheel. If you're on a computer, go into the cogwheel that's going to be down in the bottom left-hand side of the screen. Click on that. A box is going to pop up. Um, Within that box, you're going to see an option for community. Um, Click into... That No, I'm sorry. You're going to see upload defaults and then click into that. Um, and then you're going to have that option there to um, to select how your video gets treated at the time of upload. So then that way it ensures that you are not uploading public and then switching it back to unlisted. It ensures that when you upload it, it just goes into the system as it doesn't even go to the system technically, but it goes onto their site as unlisted so that you can go in, you can do every, anything it is that you need to do to do it. And then from there, once you have everything set up, you can either schedule it. Um, Or you can just go ahead and hit the publish button. So just make sure that you get that set up in your upload defaults, And by doing that, um, it's going to ensure that you don't have it going public and then, you know, making it unlisted again, because technically, if it goes public first, and then you unlisted, it was already there, right? And then you've unlisted it. And then when you go when you go to publish again, then it's not that you know, it's not that fresh published, so to speak. Brian G Johnson in the house what's up dude hope that you are on fantastic Brian nice G. to see you in here Johnson. Brian G Johnson Mr. in the Johnson. house
1: how you doing man hope you're doing well
0: yes yeah, this, is, this is his new uh this is his new uh, uh photography channel right here
1: that's one perfect shot
0: mm-hmm. what a yeah. name what it is a, yeah great name leave
1: it to Brian G to knock right. it out of the yeah. knock it out of the park yeah, with the channel name yeah. because I was looking at this and I was like who would name their channel one perfect shot and huh. I was like that is Brian such G. a good channel name
0: yep Brian G. Johnson. Brian, G. That. Brian G. I should yeah yep. should have known. Brian G. Should have known. <laughs> Tom's reading room says that they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for less than a year. The goal of the channel's monetization. Um, the question is, I was told by someone that book summaries are illegal, but then someone told me that there is something called fair use. Can you please tell me more about fair use when it comes to books? Also, thanks for reviewing my channel last stream. I'm applying the tips, and I also changed the name from Psycho Talks with Tom to Tom's reading room to make it more obvious. Fantastic. So um, when it on. comes
1: to- psycho talks with tom
0: yeah it was um it was psycho talks with tom and then now it's uh tom's reading room so the channel is just more like obvious is like okay. a book summary channel yeah. Yeah. so when
1: i hear just so, so i you're didn't thinking know about like that? axes and yeah. Like chainsaws. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, Psycho totally. Talk with Tom, right? Yeah. He's like, so here's what you do. Yeah, you right. get an axe, you get the, the thickest, hefty bag that you can get, right? The kind that you put you bag up tape. leaves. Yeah. You get some duct yeah. tape and some Car ammonia. A big trunk. Yeah. Right. Car, yeah, ammonia. Clean up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but when, when it comes to fair use, um, basically, fair use is a um, defense. Um, It's not something um, that you, like, there's very specific things that you have to do when it comes to fair use. And it's all up to interpretation by Mm -hmm. the people that that you would actually be, or that would be uh, making the call in that case if it were to go to court. So basically, when it comes to fair use, um, you know, book summaries, people typically get away with those because what they're doing is they're taking the book and then they're, you know, summarizing it. Um, But then, you know, they typically use their own graphics and, you know, things like that. So they're making it a new and unique piece of which is one of the core things when it comes to fair use. But really, I would just hop on Google and I would really try to educate yourself as much as you possibly can on fair use. Because if you don't do something, um, in, you know, to where you could uh, claim fair use on that, then, you know, you could end up in a situation where you end up in court. And even if you do Get it to the point where you're like, yeah, I believe that I'm using this in a fair use kind of way, you have to believe it so much that you would be willing to go to court and actually fight that in court. Um, so that's kind of how it works. So you know one thing that I always try to recommend to people, and of course, you know, if you can do things within fair use, then of course, you know, that like that's totally your call and it's totally something to do. But um but just based on how things change over time and all of that, I always recommend to people that if you don't, you know, create it or you don't buy the rights to it or you don't get the rights to it in some other way way, Then in that particular case, you know, you should probably like not do it. But tons of people do it. Tons of people, you know, review, uh, you know, review movies. Tons of people review music. Tons of people do reaction videos and things like that. And it's just part of like you know what people do on YouTube. And most people don't have any problems with that. Um, so the the most important thing is just to make sure that you educate yourself up on it, so that you know when you are putting it together, to where if you do get a claim on the video, you can dispute it at least on YouTube as you know something that is. Uh, uh, as fair use.
1: Yeah, it's also important to understand that if you use someone else's content and you get issued a claim or a strike on behalf of that rights holder, YouTube isn't the one to determine fair use. Right. You're gonna have They're to,
0: legally required. Right, to, so they're yeah.
1: they're going to, you're, you're gonna file a dispute for that and you're gonna say, this is fair use because that's an option. And then YouTube's gonna send it back to them and then the rights holder can determine if that's, oh yeah, that is fair use, I see how they're using it, I didn't realize that, but YouTube can't decide. So if you think that you're in the hot seat and you're at risk for getting a claim or particularly a strike, uh, I would go read as much as possible about how to use fair use in your situation and just be prepared to get claims because that that happens.
0: Yeah. So um, AJ Nguyen, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Thank you for the super chat. It says, what are your thoughts about using AI like ChatGPT and MidJourney to assist in content creation? I've been using it to refine my video titles, design thumbnails and research on video topics. I think any assistance that you can get, um, as long as you can interpret the information that you're getting back and decide, that hey, this is good or it's not, then... in that particular case, um, I, you know, like, I, I think it's just another tool that we're going to be able to so, leverage to be able to do things better. So with this, um, just as a heads up, um, for those of you that are Tube spanner users, so TubeSpanner just recently, um, just the other day, actually, they just put um, um, a chat assistant into their browser extension. So with this, all you have to do is go to TubeSpanner.com, put it in, go into the Chrome store, whatever web browser you use, install TubeSpanner there. And then they actually have a uh, chat assistant inside of their browser extension. So you can say like, hey, write me a title about this or write a video description about this or, you know, those types of things. And within that same tool, they also have an AI script writing tool as well um, to where it will actually go ahead and flush out a script for you. And then you can go in there and personalize it after the fact. Um, So it's really cool. I've got videos on my um, on my channel on the Shorts side um, that you can check out for that. But when it comes to AI, just in general, I think, you know, it's a tool. Just like anything else that we currently use, you know, it's kind of like, you know, saying, well, you know, do you think that I should use, uh, you know, Photoshop to make thumbnails, like when mid journey, I mean, it's already there. But like, if you can use mid journey to get ideas or to create some, you know, um, you know, like initial, you know, thought or to really have it, you know, help you visualize an idea that you have, then by all means, you know, anything that you can use like that, you know, to to benefit. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on that? D?
1: Yeah, so I have concerns about using you know chat gtp and using mid journey and all of the other sites that are pulling off of open ai and their rival products, because all of that stuff is based on someone else's work mm-hmm. and i know that there are some lawsuits in motion right now yeah. for that exact same thing and
0: some of you can't even use for commercial use either right, like right. i think is it mid journey i don't think you can use their stuff for commercial I think use can you, can you
1: can i think if you're a paying customer, oh, you gotta don't, be quote, paying customer. don't quote okay. me on this okay. but i believe okay. i read something somewhere that if you're paying customer you can't but that doesn't mean, here's the thing, AI is the wild, wild west
0: right yeah, now in yeah, terms totally. of, you
1: know, h- how we can use it and, and leverage it for content creation. I would say this, I would not build an entire channel strictly using the outcome of what AI tools gave me until some precedents have been set. That would, that, you do what you want to do, but that would be me. Like, I wouldn't say, hey, man, I'm just basing, er- I'm putting everything on mid-journey because they might pull the rug out from under you on that. Sure. That that, that would be how I would ap- yeah, approach it.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think using things like that for, like, inspiration, like, for example, like, okay, I'm having trouble coming up with an idea on how to express, you know, whatever this video topic is. Right. Um, so I'm going to hop into mid-journey. I'm going to, you know, put the information into there and see, you know, what it spits back. And then from there, maybe I'll, you know, use, um, yeah. you know, parts of that image, or maybe I'll just use that as a starting point to build something, you know, that's different. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a, or, that's a big win.
1: Or if you are using things out of mid-journey, I, ju- I just go in with the understanding that you could get a claim eventually. You could get a strike because, yeah, I mean, lawsuits are in play over this. So, you know. We shall with- see what the future yeah, holds. Yeah, we shall see, yeah. Yeah. It's, you know.
0: So, um, K skis is our next question here. They do gaming content. The goal of the channels to be entertaining throughout 2023 and reach hundred subscribers. What's going to happen in 2024, 2024 comes along. They're like, all right, well, Hey, did it in 2023. I'm not entertaining anymore. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Peace out. <laughs> so so from now forward, yeah, not entertaining. Um, so I'm just a hard time. Um, but I'm the not, question here serious. says morning, Nick, um, I'm currently editing a video in the video. There are lots of bits where it's just silent. However, it has action in that same scene. So would it be best to get rid of those quiet sections or should I just keep them in if not um let's so hear what can i do so that i'm not having to constantly keep citing clips uh where it's just pure silence Super so tried. if you have parts of your video that are silence if it adds to the vibe of the video or the feeling of the video or the flow of the video, then in that particular case, yeah, absolutely. Like leave it in there if it's something that is necessary for everything that's happening, you know, in the video. But if you're like, okay, when I'm, when I'm playing this back in my timeline while I'm editing this, um, I'm running into this issue to where when I run across these silences, it's just like really uncomfortable or breaks the flow or, you know, continuity of the video or something like that. Then in that case, that's where you would, you know, go ahead and take those out. So, you know, that's part, of being, you know, a good video editor is knowing what to keep and what not to keep, you know, like the, you know, good video editors will go in there and just, you know, rip apart all kinds of stuff because when it comes to putting a video together, not everything is always necessary. So, um, so because of that, um, you know, I recommend that you just, you know, feel the video if that makes any sense. My brother had a good friend, um, before I got into video editing, but for some reason this just popped into my, uh, my brain, like when I'm, you know, editing videos and stuff. Brian. Yeah, Brian. But one thing that he mentioned one time, um, um, and I was just like hanging out. It was actually a conversation between you and Brian. Yeah. Is Brian mentioned that when he edits videos because he's a really good video editor? Um, he mentioned that uh, that he feels the video. And you know, I never even thought about it. You know, in that regard, until I started editing videos, and then you know, that jumped back into my brain. And I'm like, oh yeah, it makes tons of sense because you can, you know, if you're paying attention, you can feel like, hey, this part's a little dry, or this has been running on for a little long, or whatever. So I'm um, just keep all that stuff in mind.
1: I want to tackle this really quick. Back to AI. Ron's trains and things says ai destroys creativity i'm going to disagree with you on half of that let me let me explain this real quick because this is something we've actually discussed Mm -hmm. uh one i think ai opens up a whole world of possibilities if you know how to use it right Mm -hmm. If, if you come in with an understanding of what looks good and you have something in your head and you understand the prompts you understand how to manipulate it to get what you want i think it can open up possibilities and give you more creativity the flip side of that is and this is where i am concerned newer generations coming in or new creators coming in that are leaning entirely 100% on AI to create content. If you've never been in the trenches and you don't know what a good video is and you don't know what a good thumbnail is yet and you're simply relying on AI to make something, you might not have the ability to judge if AI created something good or not. Mm. So that's a concern that I have moving forward for people who are leaning too hard on AI who haven't yet learned the old ways. I sound
0: old when I yeah, say. Yeah, sounded one. like that. Also, sounded like something that uh, that like a Jedi would say. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're like, well, they haven't learned the old well, ways. Well, you know yeah. what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I know what if, you mean. If you don't know yet
1: what's good because you don't have the experience, and AI is spitting something out, it might look good to you, but it might not actually be good because you haven't. You don't know yet.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. Totally.
1: Yeah. Tube spanner in the house.
0: Two spanner in the house. Thank you, Danielle, for the super chat. It says what? Here's the here's the joke of the day. It says what? In an a- what's an AI's favorite music? Algorithms.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> love it love it love it love it next up we've got uh let's see here so we've got all oh, we did case skis already so we're on number six here um so we've got king cmc tv they do gaming content. The goal is to monetize, and the question is, when is Vid Summit, and where's the location going to be? I didn't get the chance to come last year, but I'm coming this year. I'm very um, serious of learning to grow more as a gaming channel and how to get return viewers to come back to watch past live streams or more videos. So, when it comes to Vid Summit, that's happening October third to the fifth in Texas. Um, if you go to yeehaw, if you go to vidsummit.com, um, you'll be able to find out more information um, about that. Um, I'm super excited for it, as I am um, every. year and the uh, second part of your question in terms of getting return viewers to come back and watch past live streams um, routine can be helpful for that. So for example, you know, like with this stream, you notice that I do this stream, you know, every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern and I've been doing it that way for years. And the reason for that is because, you know, it just kind of gets me into that pattern. So it's worked into my lifestyle, but it also, you know, gets into the pattern of, you know, other people as well. So if people, you know, wake up on Saturday and they're hanging out and they're just wanting something to entertain themselves, they're wanting to learn YouTube while they're doing something else, or they just want to focus on the stream, then, you know, they know that they can come to my channel and they can, you know, hang out in them and live and they can you know be a part of the conversation here um, so you know the, that that consistency can really help build things up over time. Now, keep in mind that when you are streaming, you know, the people that are interacting with your content, they also have to be getting some type of value out of what it is that you're doing. That entertainment could just be, or that value could just strictly be entertainment. And that's, that's fine, because entertainment is without question, that's like huge value. Um, so you just have to be able to define like, okay, if somebody is gonna be hanging out my stream, like what are they getting out of it? Like, why should they come back? Why should they, you know, come and hang out in my streams on a regular basis? And once you can define that and you can start leaning into that value that you offer to ensure that, you know, they're getting what it is that you receive or that you put out there. I also want to make
1: a note regarding VidSummit 2023. For those of you who don't know, uh, VidSummit will be held at Roger Wakefield's backyard
0: this year. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cookout. Cookout. Cookout, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wakefield Summit. It's going to be renamed. Yeah. Oh, oh it's in it's dallas chat. yeah yeah, dallas yeah. T- dallas texas yep dallas 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 right there boom you got a super chat yep um so super chat thank you um iphone chris super um appreciate the super chat there thank you very much uh for that and um how we got here genealogy thank you as well says um uh d is it true nick is just an ai version of you i yeah. think they're on to us
1: i mean that would be pretty impressive
0: that would be pretty impressive yeah, yeah. it'd be a clone yeah. yeah, it'd be like we called super it advanced AI. Yeah. Yeah. See that? How I just called myself super advanced. Yeah, yeah it was great. Super advanced. It was like a subtle, yeah, yeah subtle uh, thing there. Yeah. Actually, he's adopted. But uh, yeah. It's- yeah. Hey, yeah, well, there goes my day. Uh, uh, so, uh, <laughs> so Lyrical is our next YouTube channel. They do a comedy channel. The goal is to monetize. Um, the question is, I'm a comedian. I just started my YouTube channel. I have two or three videos up. Um, I use some profanity in my videos. Can I get demonetized for this or will it hurt my channel? So this is a good question. So um, when it comes to YouTube and demonic, monetization of language just give yourself some time after the video starts and you'll be fine um if it's excessive then in that case you know it can cause problems and you know the reason for that is if you just think about it right if you have what is the first
1: eight seconds now uh, what what are the new rules uh, i think it's 15.
0: did they move it to 15 seconds yeah okay so um so with the uh Um, you know, like if, if you have a company and you were going to be advertising on somebody's videos and let's say part of your company that you were just trying to be family friendly, then in that particular case, you know, you wouldn't want to advertise on, you know, videos that were using like, you know, extreme profanity. So like when it comes to that, just consider that. Right. So it's like, okay, if I'm making my video, then, you know, I need to at least lighten it up enough to where advertisers wouldn't have any trouble advertising on it. And if I do that, then I'll probably be in the clear. Um, Because, you know, the last thing that you want to do is, you know, just build up a YouTube channel, especially when you're trying to get into the partner program. And then once you do, you're like, oh, wait, I can't monetize any of my videos because, you know, I I was just being really excessive here. But another thing to consider when it comes to like the language and stuff is you're on comedy, so I'm sure you're going to be fine. But um, just one thing to consider as well is if you do plan to down the road, do sponsorships and things like that, even though in a lot of cases, you know, companies will be flexible and all that. It's still a good idea just to think like, okay, well, if I do use a lot of profanity in my videos, in some cases, there might be some companies that won't work with me because I use that profanity in the videos. There might be some viewers that won't watch my content on a regular basis because they can't watch it when their kids are around because they don't want their kids hearing that, right? So, you know, it does come with some type of limitations, but on the win, you know, you get to be, you know, your authentic self and just communicate however you want. But on the, on the loss of that, you know, there could be long-term, you know, issues there in terms of partnerships and, you know, regular viewers and stuff like that. So
1: I have a question for everyone in the chat, cause you're just talking about, you know, somebody might be watching with kids. Yeah. If you are watching this stream right now with young children, just type in yes in the chat. I'm just curious how many of you are watching with young children here. Cause we, we try to keep things family friendly here. Yeah. For the most part, try. We try. We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we bring it right to the edge. Yeah,
0: but it's right to the edge. Yeah, yeah. we like look here's into, the cliff, and we're like hanging over the side by we, our fingernails. We stand
1: yeah. and look into the abyss. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then we pull it back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so we have a yes. Uh, we got a couple of yeses in here. Yeah, right. for the for the youngins. Right. Hey, youngins. Better uh, make sure you do good in school. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, good, uh, yeah, good. put out a good. Yeah, put a put a. <laughs> do, yeah. What, what, what's the one Ben do Stiller good did? Than your parents? Huh. What, what's the? Do what, good, yeah. yeah. What is it? Um, the, the uh, school that uh, he started in the model movie, uh, Ben Stiller. Uh, uh, man, what was that? It, like the. Uh, Man, he started a school. Where he, he had, had
1: blue steel? No, the no. The no, look, no. the model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Zoolander.
0: Zoolander. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, at, yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end of that, he started a school <laughs> where he like, messed it all up, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, it's great. So, Hike, Walk, Paddle. Yeah, um, says, books, kids. Says they do. Uh, the goal of the channel is to enjoy the outdoors. The question is I create hiking videos awesome. and wildlife videos, mostly shorts recently. Are these two topics close enough to each other to attract the same audience, or should wildlife and hiking videos be on two separate channels? My hiking video views come through search, my shorts views come from the short shelf. Um, I think you're probably okay there but you know there's nuance to what it is that you're asking so for example when you are talking about hiking videos are you doing like hiking vlogs are you like you know giving people hiking tips are you showing people you know different locations they can hike like you know what exactly is it that you're doing because you know like like hiking and wildlife videos can be two totally different things so if you're taking people on like your your vlogs where you are doing hiking and you're also showing some wildlife stuff there, then having people that are interacting with your channel in shorts that are interested in wildlife content might still be able to get some value out of that. But if you have wildlife content in shorts where you are showcasing like birds and animals and stuff, then in that particular case, if you have hiking videos where you're teaching people like, you know, all of the different places to go or here's the backpacks and things like that that I use, then there might be some type of disconnect between, you know, the people that are interacting with your shorts and the people that are consuming your hiking content. So what you want to think about is, okay, if I'm going to be putting out the wildlife shorts, then with the hiking content that I'm putting out, um, would that type of viewer, does it make sense for them to, you know, also watch both types of content? Um, Because, you know, it breaks it. If you're like, hey, here are the backpacks and all the equipment that I use for hiking. And then your next video is like, hey, here's these new poles that I got for hiking. But then on shorts, you're growing the channel through those people from like, hey, here's this beautiful shot of a bird just kind of in its own environment. Here's a shot of a giraffe in its environment or, you know, anything else that you're that you're showing there.
1: Yeah, and just, uh, I'm your target audience. I like to watch a lot of hiking videos mm. and I can tell you with absolute certainty that if you were giving me hiking videos and then you started uploading wildlife videos where you're not hiking, I would probably lose interest. Mm but if you were hiking while doing the wildlife videos, I would,
0: I would keep interested. They're just kind of so like in there's like B roll or like, Oh, Hey, look at this bird. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I would try to find a way to combine them to, you know, to combine the two of them instead of trying to keep them separate because I would absolutely lose interest. If you're just like one video is like here, here's all this gear I go hiking with in the winter. And then the next video is like, you know, here's the whatever redheaded swallow. You know, nice, nice. <laughs> I don't know. Is that even a bird? Try, I, mean, I don't you know. know. I don't know. Yeah.
0: T- try and learn bikes uh, yeah. is our next question here. They do bi weekly content, um, they do motorcycle DIY maintenance videos. That's cool. Um, the goal of the channel is to learn how to create quality content and share my motorcycle DIY skills with anyone who may need help on their own journey. And- the question is: Does creating shorts for my existing long-form videos put me at risk of being flagged for uploading repetitive content? No, it does not. You're totally fine for that. So, um, two ways you can do that is one: you can just use your original footage and you can take you know parts out of that, um, or you can use the remix feature on YouTube, where you can literally just click on that video and then you can click on the option to create a short out of that video, and you can just select a very specific clip. The advantage of doing that, doing it that way, um, versus just uploading it out of the footage that you already have on your computer. The advantage of doing it that way is it has a direct link through the content through that short where they can click on it and then that will land them on the long form video. So if you do it that way using YouTube's feature, then it makes the clear path to get to that longer video. But if you don't do that um, and you upload it, then they have to you know take more steps in order to find that longer form content. What are you
1: pointing at? What was that?
0: Yeah I'm just visual mentally going through like the path that somebody would take
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was weird <laughs> like point yeah i like thinking like what that, is, yeah like
0: what is it what is he I, trying to get my attention
1: for something know, yeah. yeah like my back and you're like pointing yeah. behind me and I'm thinking yeah. like there's a
0: monster there's right. a monster I'm trying right. to tell you yeah yeah I'm
1: like, I don't I'm afraid to turn around
0: <laughs> poop scoop for nudes is noobs is our next question yeah I know I right? you. uh the type of channel is scooping business sharing my um experience and perspective being a business owner the goal of the channel is to help others make a difference one scoop at a time uh like ice cream kind of a gross reference. I'm
1: right? out. <laughs> that was it. You you you, you, you. Oh. <laughs> Family friendly man. Family uh, hey friendly. Paul
0: Peck's in the house stuff, dude. Hope you're doing great
1: this is his show and he's ruining
0: it not me so (laughs) i just want to let you
1: guys know i've got nothing to do with this
0: so uh why does my very first video perform well um uh in youtube search and brings in a lot of viewers even though it sucks compared to my newer videos with a similar naming convention in the title and has a higher production value and intentionality of the video okay so first off um the suck version Apparently, if it's bringing in a lot of your traffic, other people don't think it sucks as much as you do, and it's also possible that you know your, um, you know, even though you have a same naming convention in the title, that doesn't mean people are going to enjoy the content in the same way, even if you have a similar naming convention. So they might end up, you know, like clicking on it or whatever, but they might not enjoy the actual content the same. But you say, I feel like the more the effort I put into the video during pre-production, it hasn't performed as well as my first videos when I didn't know any best practices about YouTube. So here's what I recommend you do. Um, You have a option to compare your content inside of your YouTube analytics. So for this, you're going to need to be on a computer and you're going to need to be able to um, get into your, you know, your back end, your creator studio. Once you're in there, go find one of your videos in question, go find one that's a high performer on your channel, then um, click into that particular video, go to the analytics of that video. Next, um, up on the top right hand side of your screen, you're going to see the option to compare. Um, If you click on that, it's going to be blue text. If you click on it, then that's going to give you the option to compare it against one of your videos that hasn't done as well so what you want to do is you want to you want to compare the two against each other and you want to make sure that you're keeping in mind the impressions that both both pieces of content have. So for those of you that are new to YouTube, an impression is when YouTube shows your content to somebody on the platform. That's called an impression. It doesn't matter if it's YouTube search, the subscription feed, home pages, whatever. When they show your content on the platform for more than a second, then that counts as an impression. So what you have to always consider when you're looking at your stats, especially when you're comparing videos, is one, you have to make sure that you're considering the amount of time that they've been on YouTube. That's why YouTube gives us the option to look at both of them You know, um, at, the, at that beginning part of the video. Um, in addition to that, you also have to make sure that you're comp- considering the impressions that they're getting. Um, it's also important to remember that there's a lot of things that impact the click-through rate. Um, the thumbnail, obviously, title, obviously, but the actual topic of the video also impacts the click-through rate. So you have to make sure that you're keeping those things in mind. But as your skills get better, you might be doing things differently. You obviously are. So you're doing things differently and it's causing people to respond differently. So one thing to think about is make sure that you are comparing your videos against each other so that you can make sure that you're seeing exactly what's going on with the two in terms of the response that people are getting. And it's also possible that you're getting things to where they're too good, which I know this sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. if, If people were relating to your content when it was more like amateur style, then just riding with that might be the right path instead of constantly seeking to improve the video production. Of course, the flow of the video and all that, you know, definitely important. But in terms of like upgrading cameras and using special lenses and adding music and doing like all of these things, in some cases that can work against you as well. But the the very first step um, in your process is go in and start comparing the content that has performed well against the content that hasn't. I'll keep impressions in mind, but go and look at every aspect of those videos in terms of how people have responded to them. Um, And then you'll start being able to clearly see why some videos are doing better and some are not. So for example, Another thing to keep in mind is like, you know, for the ones that are doing well, you have, you know, that they're doing well in YouTube search. So because of that, if you go and you just look at the traffic sources report on both of the videos, then you look at YouTube search, you're probably going to see that the ones compared to the impressions, the ones that are doing better in search, um, those typically get a better response there based on what you're going to see with your click through rate and average view duration in your, um, in your traffic sources report. So, um, so I would just go in and do that comparison and look into every aspect of, you know, how people are interacting with the content while you're comparing them and then that should start to paint the picture for you in terms of you know why people are responding differently and keep in mind that you know sometimes when we are making improvements on our channel and we're doing things you know sometimes you know it might not resonate you know as much you know for whatever reason and because of that you know it's just something to make sure that you're always keeping an eye on when it comes to your content um, because you don't want to kind of let that get away from you so to speak
1: Remember back when you said, this sounds crazy, Mm Psycho Talk with Tom confirmed that it sounded crazy. (laughs) Nice. So I have a question for everybody in the chat here, because this is kind of a random thought, because while I was looking here on the screen. So Nick and I have been considering for a long time. So right now we're sitting like this, right, side by side, and you can see us this way. We've been considering changing our table to where we're more at an angle and facing you. Not quite a straight news look where we're both sitting side by each. Kind of like that. But we're sitting side by each, but we're tilted a little bit with maybe the TV between us and maybe we're over here or maybe no TV at all. Would that look better to you? Would you like to see that view or does it matter, do you care? this this bothers him for some reason Mm -hmm. he was fine when i spent i don't know six months of my life building it he was fine with it when we put this together but now he's like yeah i want to face the camera um what say you say yes or no
0: so we have yes change it yes change the table some focus um facing us is better angle um we have one that says i like how it is Uh, we have another saying i like that idea um angle where you're facing us more is better um, give it a try. I like the way it is. I'd like to see you angled more towards us. Yeah. So um, yeah. So so at least the first ones that came in. Um, it seems the angle. But we also have, you know, yeah. It it seems like kind of like a, mis- a mixed bag.
1: More. I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of facing and angled. And Chantel, yeah, little, this isn't yeah. a give it a try. This is completely destroyed. Like redoing
0: everything. Yeah. yeah. This is a massive <laughs> undertaking. <laughs> yeah. There's no like,
1: oh, I'm gonna give it a shot yeah. this weekend. Massive undertaking to do that.
0: So Yeah. So we have that. That's good. So, we got, so this is at 38 minutes, um, That the the timestamp, so we can come back in and, and kind of go through the – kind of tally that up. Yeah. Um, so the, the, we have a super chat from Lenny the Lawyer Live. Um, thank you for that. Lenny says, um, I run two legal channels, super but there is chat. no real guidance for YouTube sections as to which topic to put them in. I've not found any guidelines for that. What YouTube topics should I put my videos in? What topics? If you mean categories. Categories, I think. Yeah, if you mean categories, then in that case, um, when it comes to YouTube, like that isn't as important these days as it used to be. So get it as close as you possibly can, because once you upload the video, YouTube is going to categorize it in their own system anyway, because they have a bunch of categories that we don't even see, um, or that we don't even have the option to choose. So just get it as close as you can. If it's like, you know, people in blogs, or if it's, you know, um, uh, like how to, if it's actually, you know, like how to do, specific legal things and stuff like that, then put it there. Just get it as close as you can um, for the sake of, you know, getting it in there. And then once it's actually published onto YouTube, like their system is going to take over and categorize it on their end anyway. So I like, yeah, education, maybe like Doug said, yeah, just think whatever's the, the, the best fit for it based on the very specific topic of each video that you're publishing.
1: So I like this comment psychologically. It would likely be or uh, it would be likely to help people receive information better as well if mm-hmm. we were facing them. Interesting. that's a really interesting observation. Yeah, he's been on me about that. And it's quite a, a huge undertaking. So it's got to be one of those things where we're like, yes, we're this is what we're going to do. Um, yeah, interesting. Thanks for the comment. Thanks for the feedback, by yeah, the way. Yeah,
0: Good feedback. That's exactly what we're looking for. Square table degenerates. What's going on, man? Hope you're doing awesome. What are they called? Square table degenerates. What are the odds of that? what do you mean square table oh yeah he's in here all the time he's square been for a ta- long this is time a square oh, yeah, yeah. Table. almost perfect, perfect yeah, timing cool. yeah, yeah perfect it is. timing it is yeah good therefore <laughs>
1: yeah. it was a f- it's fate it was a sign <laughs> we are sticking with square tables he doesn't want to
0: build the angled version <laughs> it was a sign that was a sign <laughs> So uh, the goal of the channel is interviewing celebs and making people (laughs) laugh. Um, The question is, um, what is the real deal with shorts? Um, They are monetized at such a ridiculously low rate. And aside from getting random subs, why do people say to do them when they don't translate into growth for 90% of long-form channels? Um, Love to know where you got that 90% from. Um, But anyway, and it says, and the pay rate is literally 100 times less than the long-form content. It seems like YouTube pushes them to cut creator pay. So YouTube has shorts so that they can compete with all the other vertical platforms. They also have have shorts, um, which give new content creators a way. To stay motivated with what it is that they're doing, and still be able to reach people in a different format, it lowers the barrier. So, yeah, lowers the barrier to entry. So, like when, when, uh, like if you if you look at all the different formats on YouTube, you know it's not ten years ago, it's not five years ago. Now we have long form content that's just regular long form, and then we have live, which you know is also you know like a long formish type of content. So we've had those for a long time. So because of that, our brains, especially for people that have been on the platform for a while, we have have made those the default in our own brains in terms of how we understand how YouTube works. And of course, when we log on to the pages. that's what we see and all of that. But they also have podcasts now, which are like, you know, also long form content. And, you know, the question on shorts, I mean, granted, long form content, People are gonna be able to consume that. They're gonna be able to get to know the creators better. They're gonna make more money through ads and all that. So that makes a lot of sense. But when it comes to the short form content, the win there is that it's a completely different format. And not every person that logs onto YouTube watches shorts and not every person that logs onto YouTube watches long form. Not every person that logs onto YouTube watches live. Not every person that logs onto YouTube listens to podcasts. So because of that, they have all of these different ways that we as content creators can reach people and us reaching people isn't always about I'm trying to make sure these people subscribe or I'm trying to get as much money as I possibly can out of this effort sometimes we're making that content for the sake of you know learning how to serve people there within that particular you know um, uh, place where they display that content so for example when it comes to YouTube shorts you know being able to connect with people there and having people continually see you there also puts you at top of mind so then if they do happen to run across your long-form content which YouTube is in the process of building more bridges to connect the two, when they do run across your long form content, they might already know you a little bit from the short shelf as well. So like, if you're thinking about it in terms of like, this moment in time, I'm publishing this short, and I'm probably not going to make a ton of money off of this short. um, And really, unless your videos get tons of views, you're probably not going to make a ton of money on the long form either, unless they get, you know, a decent amount of views, of course, depending on your, you know, view of what your your definition of, of a lot of money. But the idea is like, when you are looking at all of these different ways that we can put content out, you can use shorts for like a long play. Um, and of course an immediate play too, because you know, if you have the type of content where people will respond to it and subscribe at high rates and stuff like that, then you get those wins. But, um, but in terms of like, okay, if there's people in the short shelf that I currently am not reaching, how can I reach those people make shorts? right so you know because of that it's definitely something to consider but it's not something that anybody has to do there are tons of content creators on youtube that have opted out they're like i don't i'm not interested i love making long-form videos and i'm just going to make long-form videos and i don't care and then there's other people that are like okay we have shorts available i'm going to do shorts now too we have podcasts available i'm going to do podcasts now too and anything else they make available i'm going to do that too right so um so because of that it just comes down to the creator and where it is that you want to you know if you want to meet people where they're at versus hoping that you'll only be able to reach people through the long-form content and hoping they'll click on it versus you just popping up in somebody's feed like hey what's going on right so um so when it comes to uh you know when it comes to shorts um it's just another format that people can do um you know to reach people wherever they are and another I, thing as well um just really quick, D, another thing really um as well as you mentioned you know about the money side of it you know keep in mind that there are people that are on youtube you know because they want to make a full-time living or they already are or whatever, but there's also people that just make videos because they just like making videos. They think it's fun. Um, and for those people, shorts is a amazing place for them because, you know, their videos would typically do better there than they might do if they had long form, just because, you know, they can just make a video of them walking down the street and publish it as a short. And as long as people respond to that video, as they start seeing it, then, you know, that video will continue to get views. So, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely advantages to YouTube shorts, but it's just deciding for you as the creator. If you should, you know, take advantage of you know those things. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was
1: going to say YouTube has done a fantastic job, and and I know they're improving it constantly of building the. They're saying they're building the bridges. Yeah, right. They're building the bridges. So if someone watches your YouTube shorts, or they're watching your long form content, or your live streams. There's a good possibility that they're going to show them the user, your other types of content. So if they're watching long form, they might try to suggest shorts to them and, and vice versa. So that's that's one thing, YouTube is really trying hard to match the right type of content with the audience they believe will be interested in that type of content. Uh, the second thing is, you know, I, I think as creators, especially if you've been on the platform for a while, and, and I, was, I was adamantly against vertical content when it first came out. I was like, this is the worst thing to ever happen to humanity. Uh, you know, this is like the plague this is the worst thing ever. But then when you started realizing, I don't know, it's not that bad on your phone vertically. I mean, I don't want right. to watch a, I don't want to watch a feature film that way. Sure. But short form, you know, little bites of content on my phone, it fills up my phone, especially I don't like produced shorts. Mm, interesting. I like just kind of raw, you know, somebody's hit their phone, hit record and started talking. I like it's more intimate to me, mm. right? So I, I, I really like that aspect. But keep in mind that if you've been on the platform, we get stuck in our ways. We really get, oh that's garbage. That's a trend. That's a fa- that's going to No, it's not. Short-form content yeah, is here. here to stay. It is yeah. growing at a rapid pace on all the social media platforms, especially shorts. And I They've think They've even
0: what- made it where you can consume it on TVs. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They're making
1: TVs that automatically rotate so you yeah. can watch short form content or vertical content. So I just wanna say this, don't close your mind to the idea of a new format just because you've been on the platform for a while. And don't worry if if short form viewers don't translate over to your long form content. It's perfectly fine to make shorts for people who like to consume shorts. I can't tell you, and I bet I'm not the only person here, type in yes in the chat if you do this. I can't tell you, and by the way, I deleted TikTok off my phone because I was watching the news and they told me somebody from Beijing was going to kidnap me, but I, I deleted it off my phone. I was spending too much time on it. So I it. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: was why I deleted
1: it off my phone. And guess what I did? I started binge watching YouTube Shorts. Mm. So now when I'm in that binge mode, so I'm not, I don't have TikTok anymore. So I'm not binging long form content. I'm binging shorts and I have found so many new amazing people on the platform that I never knew existed, and I found them through YouTube Shorts. Some of them I went and I subscribed to because I found a lot of their Shorts that I like. YouTube says, okay, will you like this Short? We'll give you another one. Like, wow, I really like this creator, didn't know they existed. YouTube never showed me their long form content before, so I subscribed to their channel. And then some of them I don't. So just think of Shorts as Shorts instead of why can't this connect to my long form content? It is a strategy to try to get them to come over to long form content that is one one strategy but if that's not working for you shorts can just be shorts
0: right let them be another thing too is it's free to do so like you know if you're creating your own content you're only paying with time but like for example if you were to run ads for your youtube channel then you would have to spend, um, you know, some money in order to get a lot of impressions on that ad in order for enough people to click through and go to your YouTube channel. Anyway, this is like a free version of that to where you get to upload your content there, design it for the short self so they can enjoy it there, but you upload your content there. And then, you know, if people, you know, see it for the, you know, people that do really dig what it is that you're doing, those people will follow through. Like D was talking about that, you know, that he does, Um, people will follow through and find, you know, find your channel, subscribe, find more of your content and all that for the people that are really, you know, that I'll, are really into it.
1: I'll say this, and by the way, Renee Ritchie, uh, who's a YouTube creator liaison, just put a great comment up on on the uh, screen here. It says, "Shorts is about giving creators options and access to audiences. Shorts monetization is about continuing the partnership that defines YouTube creator relationship. We succeed together. Mm. That's great. But so I want to say this regarding what I was saying, how I consume Shorts, and be mindful how you consume them as well, because uh, it might give you some insight of how other people are consuming them. I watch shorts on some channels and I only watch their shorts because their videos are too long and too boring. Mm. But they make great shorts. That happens a lot. I find a creator, I'm like, wow, I love their shorts. Go over, look at their long form content. Not for me. But boy, I love their shorts. Right? Meet your audience where they are.
0: Wait until you see their shoes. <laughs> so AJ Nguyen um, says, I have 1.7 million um, or I have a 1.7 million uh, views short. It helped bringing in new viewers to watch my long form content. So it's not worthless. So, yeah, some good feedback here um, on, on, on shorts. Love that. Uh, love the conversation. You got a few super chats here. Um, Science Based Fitness says, um, if I remake an older video, would super you recommend shots. deleting the old video? No. Um, if you have, uh, like, if you're like, you know what, I can do this way better now, and you make a, you know, a brand new, unique version of, you know, the same idea, then in that case, there's no reason to take the other one down. Um, if you're doing literally, you know, cut by cut and, and, you know, all the words and everything, everything's exactly the same, then in that case, yeah, you might want to consider it. But if, uh, if not, if it's like, you know, a new video, but you're just doing it better based on, you know, where you're at now versus where you were when you made it originally, um, then in that case, uh, you know, just go ahead and make the the new version and get it up there too. Um JR's place uh for the love for Elvis. It's the second time Elvis is coming up in like a week. That's funny. It is. That is funny. We had an interesting it's Weird how Elvis, that works, right? Yeah. So um uh thank you for the uh thank you for the super chat there. Super uh, super appreciate it. Making sure I got everything uh, caught up here. I saw another one for Renee. He says, uh, it's the hip hop isn't music vibe for shorts. Well hip hop yeah. isn't music. So, yeah, you know, it is. There's that. It definitely, no, it is. Is. It yeah, is. It definitely is. Yeah, it definitely is. It is. Yeah. yeah. yeah absolutely it is. So um, let's hear. So next up on our list here, we've got, uh, let's see. Okay, so we did that one. That was a great question though. Thanks for that, uh, you know, that was a good conversation. Yeah. So um, Javi and Jami, um, they say that they have a vlogging channel. The goal is to grow a community that supports us. And the question is, hey, Nick, uh, my girlfriend and I make videos about uh, life of a couple in Cuba. Um, in each video, we try to go somewhere different and show our experience, but we would like to also make some other type of simpler video that requires less editing to be able to upload two videos per week instead of one. What kind of video do you recommend? Thank you. So if you are doing vlogging content, then you could just make a shorter vlog video um, or just make a, you know, make another vlog video, but just don't be as intense on the edits. Um, You know, like that would be the, that would be the thing. Because if you're, if you're vlogging and you're showing people different parts there, um, then in that case, um, you know, I guess you could do like a monthly recap. That would give you one video of just sharing, you know, like your favorite places that you've went or something like that. Um, But really I would just do less intense edits um, when you're putting it all together um, in order to get that second one out. But one thing that I want to let you know, hold on, see how long you've been on YouTube. So you've been on YouTube for less than six months. So just as a heads up, like when you first start doing this, um, especially when it comes to editing, um, the process is typically a lot slower than once you get a decent amount of experience, once you edit a decent amount of videos, because, you know, when you first start, you, you know, don't know exactly where to go for, you know, the right buttons to hit, or, you know, that you don't know the keyboard shortcuts yet. Maybe your organization of your video files isn't, you know, fully optimized yet. Maybe, you know, the places you to keep your B-roll and how you're putting everything together. Maybe it's just not as smooth right now as it will be in the future. So because of that, um, I would just experiment with, you know, doing a little bit less editing on that second video, but still do, you know, the same effort on the first one. Um, but over time, you're going to get fast enough to where that first video isn't going to take you as long so that you will hopefully be able to get that second video out that will also be, you know, similar. But you might find that people respond better to the shorter ones than they do, or the less edited ones than the ones that are highly edited based on, you know, the people that are watching your content so that by itself will be an interesting experiment.
1: Two things to say, uh, one, Renee, this is the way, (laughs) appreciate that. Uh, two regarding, regarding editing with, with, vlogging content. Some of you know that my very first idea for a YouTube channel was going to be a travel channel and I went trekking to Mount Everest base camp and I shot 10 days worth of footage and I came back and I loaded up all the footage and it was it was I was overwhelmed with the amount of footage that I shot. So and I, and I didn't do it because of that. So my my advice to you now that I've been on the platform for a while and I'm a lot more f- efficient with editing uh, for YouTube, my advice to you is go into your vlog knowing what you want to shoot. Mm. So you have less to edit the more Power
0: tip right there, the more you yeah. can
1: edit in your mind and shoot what you need to shoot, the less you actually have to edit. Yeah. So that would be my advice to you. If I were to go back and try to record shoot, for the edit, record for the edit. Exactly. Record for the edit, do a little bit of preparation. And that means you don't have to edit as much once you get back and get it on your computer. So that would be my, my advice to you or anyone doing travel channels, because I know that footage stacks up fast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, next question that we have here um, on the list, we're number 13 now, cruising through. Uh, we have Maj my, Khan, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, they upload one time per week or more, but on YouTube for less than six months. The goal of the channel is to help the community learn the game, share my passion, and become a paid YouTuber. Question is, is it okay to change your thumbnails once you've been using one for a long time? I'm learning that less text is better, thus the question. So when it comes to um, when it comes to your thumbnails, um, if you've been using the same thumbnail for a long time, like Really, it's not like if you're doing regular videos, I mean, in any case, and, and I'm gonna put myself on blast here, but in any case, it's really lazy to use templated thumbnails. Um, I use templated thumbnails whoa, for my whoa, live streams whoa, whoa, whoa. and I use them for my news live streams as well. And it's lazy. It's It's the Hold lazy on. approach. Hold on.
1: I have template thumbnails for text. Well, I'll, that's
0: different. That's oh, different. Yeah. Now it's different. What I, you, no, no. See, no I what, called what you I'm, out
1: on it. Now it's like, oh, It's different. That's totally different. No, no, no. What I'm
0: talking about is like using <laughs> using the same thumbnail. I'm like, true. like, yeah, like I'm um. I got you. Yeah, like with the news, for example, like that one's a template, but it's not the same thumbnail. So like the information will change, and like yeah. the little pictures I put yeah. in there, I use little Easter eggs. I'll put pictures of popcorn and stuff yeah. like that in there. But I have but a like, text
1: starting to where I'm like, I don't have to because I will like tilt the text. And sure. I've got sure. Pop, I'm like, no, I just got to change the text and move stuff around and add myself. Sure, sure, sure.
0: Yeah, like um doing that way um I think is fine. But like in terms of like using the same thumbnail, like you you don't want to do that. You want to have different thumbnails, and the reason for that is because it, it helps people know if they've watched something or not. Um, so. You can add consistent elements to your thumbnails to help people identify that they're yours so that the people that enjoy your content can know that it's you that made it so they can click on it for that. Um, but in terms of using the same exact thumbnail, um, I definitely recommend not using that same thumbnail. Even on these, like when I do these live streams, because the whole the whole point of these live streams is just the community side of things. So because of that, like it's like, okay, I'm just using a thumbnail because the most important part of this is that people that already watch my content and enjoy it that know about these streams then they know it's mine. They can click in and come in and hang out if they want to. So if I was trying to grow the channel with these live streams, then in that case, I would make a unique one. And I would also work on the topics because I usually do similar titles, but I would make each, if I was trying to grow, it probably wouldn't be a stream like this. It would be, you know, more of like a training stream or something like that. Um, um, But the idea is I would, you know, package things a little bit differently. So because of that, um, I really recommend that you definitely start using unique thumbnails on everything that you uh, put together. um, but you say that you l- are learning that less text is better. Um, that is absolutely, you know, um, dependent on the channel itself. So like um, or and the, the content. So in some cases, you can explain everything you need to explain with just an image and you don't even have to use any text at all. And that can be extremely effective. Um, but in other cases, depending on the type of content that you put out and your creativity and all that, you might need to use text to either support the imagery or you might need to use text to you hey. know, let people know what it is.
1: Who Whose question are you answering?
0: um i am answering uh let's see MajCon? yes
1: Modcon says that wasn't my question frowny face
0: okay so what was the question hold on read it again it says what is the question is it okay to change the thumbnails once you've been using one for a long time yes i'm learning that text is less text um is better thus the question okay yeah got that one then yeah. it says is it okay to change your thumbnails once you've been using one for a long time Yes, and what I'm telling you is that you don't want to use the same thumbnail. So, um, so I'm trying to give you like extra information um, to Across
1: the same videos. Yes, I'm wondering because it sounds like you wasn't or she wasn't clear. Do you mean can you change your thumbnail on an older video? Oh, I misinterpreted. Thank you. Or do you mean that can I use the same thumbnail across my videos? There's two ways to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Is it okay to
0: change your thumbnails once you've been using one for a long time? Yes, it is. It's okay. I got it. Yeah. Thanks, D. So, um, so basically, yes, when it comes to your thumbnails, thanks for, thanks for tossing that into the chat so we could, you know, see that. So, um, yeah, if you've had a thumbnail in your video for like a long period of time, you can change that at any time, but just keep in mind when you change your thumbnails, um, that, that the the response that you're going to see on the video could be better or worse based on how people respond to that update that you made. Same exact thing goes for your title as well. So you can make modifications to your title, you can make th- modifications to your thumbnail as well at any time. But just keep in mind when you do that, you wanna make sure that you are paying attention to, to the change that you've made and how people are responding to that change. Because if it's a positive change, then in that case, you know, keeping that thumbnail and running with that is the win. But if it's like, you know what, this is, um, you know, that people are actually responding responding less to this then in that case you can just turn it back to the default and um and run with that maj so Con- my apologies on uh on messing that up maj
1: Khan i just want to let you know that as the world falls apart i got your back i'm here for you man <laughs> i'm here for you
0: <laughs> andy park is our next question did you get
1: the super chat from jr's place for love of elvis yes okay
0: um, let's see here. So next up, we've got, um, let's see here. This is Andy Park. Andy Park. Does productivity content, the goal of the channel is to share my productivity process. The question is, I'm starting to receive more partnership requests, including product reviews, software services, and ads. I don't want to come off as constantly trying to sell stuff. Um, to avoid alienating my audience, what's the ideal frequency for including promotional content in my videos? 28 hertz. So it's it's not necessarily, <laughs> um, okay, so first off, when people are interacting with your content, people know that YouTube content creators do sponsored content. So people are tolerant of that. Um, But the thing that you gotta think about is not necessarily like, hey, how many videos should I make that are sponsored versus videos that are not sponsored? The way to think about it is how can I do this integration in a way to where it's going to add value to the brand, get their message out there, while at the same time still adding something to my viewers, right? Um, Then, you know, in that particular case, like that's always the better way to do it. Um, So you can do it to where you just completely, uh, you know, interrupt the viewer experience and you have like a little ad that you create and put in your video. Um, You can do it, you know, that way. And that way is definitely interruptive. Some people will sit through that. Other people you'll see in your analytics, they'll skip past it and get to the content. Some people will just leave the video. Um, But then, you know, you have have uh to where you know you can put it later you know at the end of the video or you can make a thing out of it to where you have your sponsored stuff kind of like ryan george does go watch him for some inspiration on that because it's gut splitting hilarious um but you know there's 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 ways that you can kind of kind of, you know, get it into your content without it feeling like you're trying to, you know, sell something. So I would work on like that side of things in order to make it more comfortable, because in my opinion, if you're putting out content on a regular basis, the more sponsored deals that you do, the more that that's going to help you be able to do the thing in terms of making content for people. So because of that, um, I believe that if you have the ability to do so, that like every video that you publish, should you should have something attached to it that's going to make you money. If it's a sponsorship or, you know, other ways, that you can monetize in addition to what it is that you get from YouTube, um, I think you should add that to everything that you do, so that you can ensure that you're going to be able to do this for a long period of time. Um, what are your thoughts, Steve?
1: Uh, I was just going to say, I and I've done, the, I've done both ways here mm-hmm. i've made like little mini commercials where you you know interject them in but i'm always trying to make sure that any sponsorship that i do is of value to my community
0: yeah that that's the that's first, the key. first yeah, and foremost
1: i and i know everyone in here who's who gets sponsorship offers um you've probably turned down endless deals that just it's just not a match for your community and it doesn't make sense yeah believe it or not and i know some of you can probably laugh at this in in the chat but i'll get some company in some foreign country that will like give me like lingerie. Hey, this, hey, we love, hey, D, we love your channel. Uh, so like, or the, a blender. W- right, the word yeah. D is like a different font than the rest where they've, uh, they've just <laughs> right. dropped it in. It's like, hey, D, we love your channel. You know, we, we think our lingerie, or we think your blender would be, a, our blender would be a great yeah. fit for your channel. And you just, you have to laugh at that. So number one, just make sure it, it, it's a value uh, to your community. And number two, you're gonna have to play around with different ways to introduce it. I've tried the commercial route i've tried just ingraining it into the video like you know here's here's a problem and here's how you solve it yeah. with this with this product um and i've i've made it because i make tutorials a lot of times so sometimes i'll do tutorials on that particular product specifically so play around uh, and if you do do the commercial route try it in different places some people put it at the beginning some people put it at the end some people put it in the middle yeah you might find different results uh, depending on where you put it
0: yeah. And, and with that, too, I think, you know, uh, a key thing that that Dee mentioned is, is, you know, making sure that whatever you do is a good fit for your audience turns it into a like, oh, wow, I didn't even know about that yeah. instead yeah. of like, oh, this person's like trying to sell me something. Right. Yeah. So it, it just creates like a, a different thing if it's a if it's a perfect laser targeted fit. Yeah. So just make sure that you're doing that type of, of, of deal
1: if someone emails me a product, well, the the best sponsorship is a product I'm already using. Yeah, That's always the best one, because hey, but wow, I'm glad you reached out, or I reach out to them, Yeah, because I love the product, I use the product, it's a great fit for my audience, I'm super happy, I feel confident promoting the product because I know it's a great product, those are always the best. But every now and then somebody will, will mail you something, and you're just like, whoa, I didn't know you had that, that's really cool, that's really cool. I think my, I would love that, and I think my community would love it. On the flip side i would love that send it to me and i always say this too but if somebody wants to send me something i say send it to me and i'll see if i like it mm. because if i a lot of times they'll send you something and you don't like it or it's garbage or whatever and then you say hey I'm not interested
0: uh floridine uh georgie uh, georgie says um, i never get offers you will eventually yeah just yeah keep going you will it, it basically like you know they're like
1: well, hold on hold on he has handgun safe research poo that's his channel handgun safe research so oh if that's what your channel's about about different ways to store your 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 firearm safely there's probably going to be a limited amount of companies to work with however once your channel grows i would bet they would spend a lot of money once you get to the point where you can work with them because that's probably a very lucrative business i would
0: think science-based fitness says it's super easy and barely an inconvenience yeah it, it just it basically you know it's just getting comfortable with the idea you know like for um for a long time before i um started on this journey um uh when i was younger i did uh door-to-door sales for like a decade
1: and let me tell you the opportunity that you missed
0: right if, so, there,
1: if youtube would have been around back oh then my god and you had like a vlog Dude, camera yeah that would have been the channel yeah. of all channels
0: yeah we would have been <laughs> canceled like everywhere <laughs> yeah so like uh yeah we wouldn't have been allowed on the internet probably right. But like, um, um, uh, like at at that time, uh, basically because how it worked is, I worked for another company doing it for like a pretty short time, and then we basically did a mutiny, and, and then we left, and we started our <laughs> own, <laughs> and then we started our own. Then um then you know we had to hire salespeople and train them up, and you know things like that. And part of the thing is like during the interview process, um you know people would be like, well you know I'm not really comfortable with that and all of that. So I I think when it comes to YouTube, I and, and doing sponsor deals and things like that, um I think it's also just getting comfortable with the idea that you know sponsorship is a way that it's like it's not something that you're like cramming down people's throats, so to speak it's more like okay um if if it aligns with what it is that i'm doing and it'll add value to them then i'm actually doing people a favor by letting people know that these things are available right um so because of that you know i think that some of that will come down to just a shift in your mind state or your mindset um to where you just see it in a different way to kind of help you approach it and be a little bit more comfortable about it and then once you do that and you and you start thinking of it in that different way. That's where it can open you up to be more creative about, like, okay, so this is going to be a great fit for my audience. Now, how, what can I do that will be like super fun for them and will also, you know, be a good way to to highlight this brand? Like, how can I, you know, how can I get that into the video? For-
1: for example, today's show is brought to you by StreamYard
0: and TubeBuddy. And even if you're not a live, and yeah. even
1: if you're not a live streamer, this is a
0: great cup. It's it really a great, a great cup. cup. Yeah, go buy great the cup. Yeah. Go buy the merch store and get the cup. Go yeah. get the cup, even if
1: you don't use StreamYard. This is such <laughs> oh, a great cup. So good. Yeah. Um, I fully stand see. behind this product.
0: <laughs> hey um angie's wigs and beauty yeah um did you if you um put it in there then doug if you could check that out that would be super helpful um if you could uh check that for angie there for access to the uh to the group
1: and can someone back me up who has this mug and on a scale of one to 10 in the chat just like one being like i threw it away 10 being it's the best cup ever type that in the chat i'm giving i'm giving it a uh an 8.9
0: mm that, that's I, a pretty I'm, low rating. I figured no, that'd be I'm, at least I'm, in the nines.
1: I'm hard on mugs. Okay. okay. I'm a really hard person okay. to please when it comes to mugs. All right. Yeah. Eight point nine. Yeah. Petering on nine.
0: I, I think the I think the, the, the downside of that would be taller. If it was taller, I think that would take it to a ten. If it was taller, that would also give the handle a little bit more room to breathe there for your for your uh, for your fingers. Yeah. So and then you'd be able to put more coffee in there and like yeah, take it. Yeah, I get it.
1: Okay. If this were big enough for four fingers, Mm -hmm. but it's not.
0: Yeah, and more of a square instead of a of a round thing, and then that would get your fingers in there.
1: Streamyard, listen up.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. More of a square
1: handle. No, I don't know. I don't know about that. I just need like a four.
0: But if it was square, it'd fit. You'd be able to fit more fingers in there because, yeah, because the that curve kind of cuts it off a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I want four fingers in here, and I want it a little bit taller.
0: We're getting to the root of the of the, of the serious things here. Yeah, uh, that's Like right. this, this is what's going on. Like yeah. this is what's really important. Yeah. Okay, <laughs>
1: streamer, so, <hard>. listen up.
0: <laughs> so go with us is the uh, is the next channel. Um, next up, we've or I'm sorry, go with us is the channel. Um, they do restaurant reviews. The goal of the channel is to make YouTube my full time job. And the um, question is, hello Nick, uh, will you? Uh, what structure do you recommend that restaurant review videos should have, and how to use storytelling in them? So if you're doing restaurant reviews basically the very first thing you have to do, of course, is like, you know, set up the review itself, right? When they first come in a video, let them know what it is that you're going to be reviewing, maybe the very specific things within that video that you're going to be uh, reviewing, and then take them, you know, into the review. On the storytelling side, you can actually build the entire review around an experience that you and a friend is having or your significant other is having or something like that, um, to where it's like, hey, you know, I wanted to go here because we saw they had all these good reviews, but they said, you know, this, so we're going to go there and check it out. Suppose this is the best thing on the menu so they're going to try that i'm going to try this um i don't even eat that but i'm going to try it anyway but i think it's probably going to suck but we're going to you know go through this and see kind of how it goes and then basically just make the story part of it between you and the person that you know that that goes with you or if you're doing it yourself just do a similar idea um but just apply it to you you know by uh by itself
1: i'm urban I'm urban urban american homestead i'm just focused <laughs> on the cup over you're here like i'm urban uh, yeah. a bourbon right. uh, is there a monthly subscription for StreamYard? the answer is yes however there's a, link a free down below. too yeah. you can stream for up to 20 hours per month totally free yep. so you can test it out test it out and see if you like it you can stream yeah. for free there are limitations it's 720 and they've got a little logo up in the corner but test it out it's free you yep. can stream totally for free for 20 hours a month and if you like it uh you can
0: upgrade yep um, that's what we're
1: streaming on right now everything we're doing the stream with is is done with stream yard yeah that's how we're putting the comments on the screen Uh, and and switching the things around yeah another bonus
0: too is they they record everything in the background too so once your stream is finished um you have a version that you can download so you can if you're going to like repurpose it or re-upload it as a video or something like that you can uh you have that available yeah um let's see here so i had uh, another one okay so really quick um Tariq patrick biblical prophet says i live stream my bible study any suggestions um absolutely when when if you're live streaming it just make sure that you're packaging it up from the outside um, as you know like a bible study so people can clearly see that so that if youtube recommends it to somebody that's interested in participating in something like that they can clearly see from the thumbnail that it has something to do with you know the religion and then from there just try to write you know some type of compelling title that's informative and then you of course would compel them to come and participate but Um, another thing to make sure that you're thinking about is when you're live streaming, you have the moment while you're live, like we are right now, but then you also have the replay. So if you're live streaming your study, then you'll have people that are going to come and participate live, which you know, is great. Um, but then you also have to make sure that you are structuring things in a way that makes sense for people when they do come back in on the replay as well. So for example, if you start your stream and you're just sitting there, kind of waiting for people to show up and all that, maybe you, you know, talk about a bunch of other things that aren't really related to what somebody that would click on your study would um, expect to see if they were going into a video. Then in that particular case, they're probably going to abandon that video relatively quickly. But if you start your live stream, you're like, okay, today, you know, this is what we're going to be doing. Um, you know, we're going to be doing this study. We're going to be going through, you know, these passages or whatever, um, and you tell them exactly what it is that you're going to be doing. Then they're going to get the information they need on the way in. So that even if it's not live and they're watching it on the replay, they can still get an idea of what's going on and then decide to you know hang out and listen to the rest or not. Um, another thing to make sure that you are thinking about when it comes to live streaming is um, you know make sure especially if you are doing something you know like your Bible studies, make sure that um, that people can hear you clearly. Um, if you are showing them anything, make sure that there's also enough light on that thing that you're showing them so that the quality of the content isn't a distraction to their experience. It doesn't mean that you have to go out and buy any fancy cameras or you know anything like that it just means that you need to make sure that things are good enough that if somebody comes in they're not like hey this is great but man i just can't take this audio i gotta get out of here i can't even hear what the guy's talking about i gotta leave um so just make sure that things are at at that point um and then you should be good but make sure you check out the replay or not check out the replay but make sure you always consider the replay because even though if you only stream for 30 minutes or let's say an hour that content is going to live on youtube until You know youtube goes away so because of that you want to make sure that you have uh you know that you set it up in the way to where if people are coming on the replay they can enjoy it as well
1: so i've reviewed a good amount of bible channels uh, people who read bible over, over the years and one common thread that they all have is the ones who theme their videos and their live streams around a particular topic instead of just saying bible study I, I, I don't remember your name, I apologize. Is it a Bible study with Joe? Or just, you know, read, whatever part of the Bible you're gonna be reading. Think more along the lines of, you know, um, introducing your children to the Bible, right? That could be a title. Or 15 of the most influential Bible quotes, right? Framing it around an actual theme and going in that way instead of trying to have something generic, because people can identify more to those themes. That's what you're talking about in
0: regards yeah, to calling. Call. Yeah, because
1: yeah, the channels that I looked at, they, those always do better than the ones who just try to put so it like, says the like verse. Bible
0: study hangout. Yeah, right, yeah, Bible yeah. study
1: hangout, or here's the verse, or whatever. Like those generally don't do that well at the ones that I look at. But the ones that are themed.
0: Yeah, I guess yeah it makes really, tons of sense. Yeah. Um, so also with that, um, another thing that can be really beneficial is especially, you know, with your type of content, this idea will resonate. So another thing that's really important when it comes to like growing an audience around something like that is make sure that you are doing it on a routine. So just like, you know, people wake up and they get ready and they go to church on a Sunday um, and because they know that, you know, the, the church starts at like this time and all that. So they got to be there at that time. Um, do that same exact approach when it comes to your content and say, OK, every week or every day. I don't know how often you're, you know, putting them out there, but, you know, say like, Hey, I'm showing up here at these times, um, you know, like all the time. So if it's every, you know, Sunday, if it's every Friday, if it's every whatever day or every, you know, several days of the week, just make sure you pick those days and times and that you always show up to those days and times because over time, Oh, you do it every day. So yeah. So make sure that you're showing up every day. Um, because then people will start to be able to rely on that to where they can come in and they can have somebody else that they can, you know, do their studies with. Valeria uh, Valera is our uh, next channel here. They have a reaction channel. Uh, the goal of the channel says I'd like to be able to uh, support my family. And the hey, really quick, everybody, if you're enjoying this um, so far, make sure that you, you give it a thumbs up as well. And if you are just joining us, down below, we're talking about everything related to uh, we're talking about everything related to YouTube. And the questions that I'm asking are from the form that is listed down in the description of this stream right now. So if you have a question, go down there and put your question in the form, and um, we're going to try to get to it on the stream today. So because uh, I'm answering them in the order they're received, and we're trying to. Get Get through them quickly um, so this channel is a reaction channel the goal of the channel says i'd like to be able to support my family um, question is um, i want to make videos reacting to all kinds of things food hotels clothes and more what are the best practices that you recommend for that type of content and how to make it as interesting as possible so when it comes to reacting to all kinds of things um, one thing to think about is a foodie might not necessarily be a traveler somebody that's really into fashion might not necessarily be a foodie Um, somebody that's into travel might not necessarily be into fashion and so on so because of that what you want to think about is you want to put content on your channel that if somebody were to watch it that the next thing that you publish, they would also be likely to watch based on their interests. Um, And then the video after that that you publish, they would also be likely to watch based on their interest. So what I recommend that you do is you start thinking like, okay, um, so the people that travel and that would be interested in hotels people that travel typically also will get into like food and things like that, you know, in the places they go, they like to try, you know, different cuisines and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, so, um, if I'm going to be reviewing all these hotels, then maybe food would be a good crossover for that. And then start also thinking about other things that travelers are into that you would be reviewing. So then that way your channel could be a destination for people that are interested in like that type of, you know, travel review content. Um, and then on the other side, if it's like, Hey, you know, I want to do like, you know, clothes reviews, then in that particular case on like you know clothes reviews accessory reviews and anything kind of like you know fashion or whatever related there um would be like the path to go but at the core of it though the thing that you got to think about is when it comes to youtube yes you can put out variety content that's perfectly fine but the idea for growing a channel faster is to think about okay I'm going to be making this type of content that is going to become a destination or a re my channel is going to become a resource for this type of content for a viewer that's interested in these types of things and then you want to make sure that you're putting out content to where they can watch every single video and enjoy it or most of the videos and enjoy them so what that would look like is you would start publishing videos to where you would think of it through the lens of, okay, all the content that I have on my channel right now, starting from today, all the content that I'm gonna be publishing on my channel, would one person that's interested in you know this video, would they also be likely to be interested in the next like five videos that I publish? Ultimately, what everybody wants on YouTube is they wanna be able to make whatever it is that they want and they want people to respond well to it and they want them to be the niche. Um, however, that can work out for you long-term once you grow an audience, but but you need to make sure that you're thinking that people don't know you until they click on your content. So you wanna make sure that the audience that you are growing, that you bring them in on a regular basis based on things that they are interested in so that they can get to know you over time so that down the road, when you're like, hey, let me start you know, doing some closed stuff, then you'll be able to have some of the people that are interacting with your regular content that will also respond well to that. Be, you know. In terms of you have that larger number of people interacting so that some of them will, you know, also, you know, enjoy that content just because one, they like the subject matter, but also um, because, you know, they just like you and like your content and all that. Um, So I would start now on focusing on, you know, uh, a a very specific viewer that you're trying to reach. Honestly, you always want to do that, but. To you know, kind of express this idea. Start now on you know tar- targeting a very specific type of viewer with a specific type of content, and then down the road, once you grow your audience, that's where you start experimenting with branching out and things like that man, that was a mouthful. Yeah. And and this is a really good, really good suggestion. So Angie's uh, wigs and beauty here. Um, she says, call your clothing reviews, travel clothing. That's a great way to wrap that in. So like, um, you know, in that case, like if you're doing hotels and then you're doing like, you know, um, you know, food, then in that case, if you're going to review clothes, then review clothes that people use for, you know, travel, you know, things that are a little bit airy, things that are easy to clean, things that dry quickly, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it starts becoming a resource for people that are into, you know, that, that like to travel. Thanks for that suggestion. That's a great suggestion. Um so next up we've got um uh col uh Colbay Official. Colbay Official uploads every other day. Um the type of channel is about my life and the goal of the channel is to have people enjoy my videos and to make some money on YouTube so I can help other channels. And the question is what should I do to get monetized and how can I grow my channel? Um, so when you are growing a YouTube channel um, the first thing to think about is all the stuff that I just told the last question there um, because when you are starting a YouTube channel I mean okay if, if you're if you're first starting a channel and you have no idea what it is that you're supposed to do one of the things that YouTube recommends is they recommend that you just make content about things that you absolutely love and are passionate about and then if you have you know one of those videos take off then you start leaning in the direction there because you know the the, the you know the right people are responding to your content then you start kind of changing chasing that and you start following the audience with that. Um, but if you're like, Hey, I know what I want to do. Um, then in that case, start saying, okay, um, this is what I want to do. This is who I'm making content for. And then just make sure every video that goes on your channel is serving the serving that very specific audience that you're trying to reach. Um, and then in terms of like, you know, getting monetized, that's going to come down to learning how to get people to respond well to your content and enjoy your content. Um, and you know, just as a heads up, you know, for everybody here that's getting started on YouTube, um, you know, there's a reason that every single channel on YouTube isn't a gigantic YouTube channel. And it's because, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, so when it comes, you know, if you're somebody that's just coming onto YouTube and you're just getting started, um, if you're just uploading videos at all, you're way ahead of tons of people that want to do YouTube, but they don't have the courage to do it yet. Um, so like you're already light years ahead of them or they don't have the gear or Or they don't don't have the gear, Yeah. but from there, then you have to start Thinking, okay, I'm uploading videos. What do I actually want to turn this channel into? What do I want to be known for? What type of value do I want to, you know, put out there? Because there's going to be people from all over the world interacting with my content. So, what kind of value do I want to put out there? And what type of content is going to help me put that value out there? And start, you know, kind of going through those types of thought experiments um, until you can figure out, you know, what it is that you would love to do, um, so that you can, you know, just publish content around that. But at the end of the day, um, when it comes to YouTube, you got to learn how to get people to click on it, obviously. And Unless you're using YouTube Shorts, then you got to learn how to hook them, um, and then once they click on it for long form, then you just have to learn how to create content that people really enjoy. It's not like a magic button that you hit. You have to learn your audience and learn what it is that they respond to, um, and you just have to learn how to design content in a way that people, you know, enjoy that content. And when you do, then people will uh, then people will participate in what it is that you're doing. I will not be participating in that, especially D. Yeah, um, Sam the Hammerman, love the channel name. Says they have a gaming channel to call a duty channel. The goal of the channel is to create engaging content um, and make an impact in the toxic gaming culture, specifically Call of Duty. Um, question is how to script a video. Um, most often I have a very rough draft of ideas going to a video and points I want to hit, but would like to dial in my scripting my videos in more detail. Um, says, I guess the question would be, what is the best way to start scripting videos as I don't necessarily have a set way to do it. Also, thank you guys for answering the question I had last time in short usage. I gained a lot of clarity. Um, so, um, uh, Glad that you got value out of the last question. So when it comes to scripting a video, um, the very first thing is just thinking of the structure of your video. So if you are, uh, you know, putting a video together, is thinking like, okay, step one, somebody's going to click on this, and when they click on it, like, what's the very first thing they're going to see or hear? Um, and that's what I'm going to start working on when it comes to my script. Like how am I going to grab their attention? How am I going to inform them of exactly what it is that they're going to get in the video or how am I going to build up some anticipation about what it is that they're going to get on the video if you're not going to directly and explicitly inform them? And then from there, just start taking the natural flow of, okay, then, you know, this is how I'm going to explain to them or show them or kind of suggest what's going to be happening in the video. And then the next thing that's going to happen is, um, you know, now we're going to actually start the video content. So then what, you know, how am I going to actually start the content? And then from there, we're going to go for, you know, maybe, you know, a paragraph or two. And then after that, say, okay, well, um, by now, there's a really good chance that some people are probably starting to tune out. So is there something that I can do here to kind of re-engage people? Is it asking them a question? Is it asking for a call to action? Is it doing something, you know, is it changing the scene in some way? Or if the video has a certain pace to it, you know, for that very first part, now I'm just going to slow everything down and kind of lean into the camera and kind of talk there. Or if you're out in the world, maybe I'm just kind of turn the camera around and I'm going to start showing people that thing over there or whatever because they've been looking at you for, you know, X amount of seconds. Um, or if they're if you've been showing them other things, you know, if you're a vlogger or something like that, for X amount of seconds and, you know, you turn it back to yourself. In your case, you're on call it duty stuff. So from there, maybe if it's you and like the webcam and it's like small down here while you have your gameplay going, maybe you just fill up the entire screen there and then you take a moment to like say something to them like, Hey, this right here is my favorite part. You're going to love this. And then it goes back down and then you start, you know, doing the thing again, but it's just those little interruptions. But as you're writing your script, you want to make sure that you write those things in. So when you're putting the video together, you can, you know, make sure you do it. And then as you get to the very end of the video, the next thing that you want to make sure that you do is, um, is you always want to make sure that you're setting up that next X click to watch on another video so what happens is content creators very often will let the viewer know that their video is coming to an end so as soon as they do that and they start saying they start saying things like hey if you enjoyed this video make sure you subscribe and blah 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 or and that's why i think that or that concludes our journey to this or that's how you do this in call of duty then it starts letting people know like hey the video is coming to an end and then people will start clicking away so before you start doing that stuff you want to make sure you're trying to um, you know hand off to the next video that they're going to watch I recommend that video even sell it a little bit um, for them to you know click onto that next video to watch more of your content um, but in addition to that there's also tools that can help you get started so TubeSpanner, for example, you hear me talking about TubeSpanner all the time. Um, TubeSpanner has an AI script writing tool. And inside of TubeSpanner, you can have it write a script for you. And then you can say, uh, you know what, I like this part. Um, I don't like this part, not a big deal. Let's take that out. Um, and and you can just start like cherry picking ideas like, okay, maybe I'm going to use you know, part of this script or maybe not. Maybe I'm just going to use it for inspiration and then I'm going to just see how this structured it and then I'm going to kind of use that as kind of a guide of how I'm going to put my information together. Um, you can also do things like that um you can do it on a tube spanner you can use like chat GPT for that or you know whatever but the idea is to you know use some of those things as kind of like a crutch while you're you know trying to figure out the structure that you're going to be uh you know using to put your videos together and all that
1: while you're hydrating and breathing again
0: thank you i am going to
1: hydrate <laughs> i want i'm going to tackle this one out of the chat here is um, that water by the way yep
0: okay
1: smell it smell it first yeah. make sure it's water it's fine. oh my goodness you're brave Okay, so uh Bill ask a great Oh my
0: gosh, what do you do to this? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: I said make sure it's water. Uh Bill ask a great question. He says, Um, Nick, well, unfortunately, I'm gonna answer this first. He's gonna come along. He says, I'd love to modify my home office to double as a studio. Any suggestions? Mm. My channel is... I did that at home. Yeah. My channel is six days old, eight subscribers. Congratulations, Congratulations. by the way. Yeah. Two hundred and forty eight views and nine point six hours of watch time. I'm job hunting career I'm a job hunting career coach recruitment. Okay, first thing, I want everyone in the chat right now to type in the chat, when you think job hunting, career coach, what sort of environment? Home office. You think home office, right? But I want everybody to type in the chat, what are you thinking? When you think a a career coach or a job hunter, what do you think Bill's background and surroundings should be? It should definitely be a home office. It should definitely look like- Bookshelves, kind of lots yep. of books, something like that, exactly. Yep. I don't think you have to overdo it with this. Here's what I would tell you to focus on, because I think you're- Camera you know, and lights. Camera and lights and audio. And audio. Yeah. And audio. So I have, if you're not familiar with, with Lighting Bill, if you go to the StreamYard YouTube channel, when this, when this stream is over, go to the StreamYard channel, you're gonna have to look through the library of videos. You can probably sort by most popular. I made a video on their channel, and by the way, there's other videos that can show you how to do this, but I I made one that was fairly popular over there, where I teach you how to do a basic two and three lighting setup. And it's really basic setup, and it gives you really good lighting. So if you're not familiar with lighting, watch that video or watch any YouTube tutorial on how to do on minimal lighting and learn how to get good audio. There's a lot of tutorials on that. Nick, I don't know if you have any videos on audio.
0: I just dropped the D's video that he was talking about. I just dropped it into the chat for you. So you're good there. I accidentally grabbed the link at the 22 second mark, Um, but you can, you know, of course, back it up there. Yeah. So that
1: particular video, uh, it was when the world shut down and I was stuck in another country and I had to make do. So I was in an Airbnb and I just ordered a couple of tiny lights off of Airbnb to make to make the room look a little bit better. So you don't have to buy those lights, but it's just showing you how you can use the lights to make your setup a little bit better. Uh, that was an Airbnb, it was kind of on the run, but it, it gives you the basics and learn how to do audio, learn how to light yourself and learn how to present in front of the camera. All of that's going to supersede what your set actually looks like. But in reg- regards to building your set, just make a professional looking set like you're in an office.
0: A really good example, is um is go and I hope he's still doing this because I haven't watched his content in a while. Um, but go look. There's a YouTube channel called Ian Corzine. Um, yeah, I'll actually i yeah. actually pull him Ian's up too. Great. They did a Eagle fantastic beagle,
1: or illegal beagle. Legal beagle is good too. Or legal beagle. Uh, legal beagle.
0: Sorry. Yeah, with with <laughs> Ian's the cool thing about um about Ian's content as long as he's still doing it, I'm going to hover over here. Yeah, he is kind of he's changed it a little bit. Um, but some of his older content, um, he basically. He would even color match his clothes to look well in his studio environment. So he's he's changed a lot of that now, and he's a lot more like casual now because he has like a big channel now. But the um, back in the day, um, he really presented his content in like an ultra professional way. So, you know, one thing to think about when it comes to like your set design is is everything that people are going to see in the frame is going to uh you know represent you in some way so just make sure that you are being intentional about what it is that people are seeing which you know you obviously are because you're asking this question but just make sure that you're being intentional about what it is that people are seeing um that that's why you see a lot of content creators will have you know either like uh you know like uh, memorabilia about movies they enjoy or maybe like bookshelves with books they enjoy in the background or if they're a gamer maybe they'll have certain you know things related to games in there like a certain vibe for their videos you know that that a lot of gamers use you know those types of things so just when you're putting it all together just think like okay if people you know have this they're gonna be making uh, their own judgments about me and what it is that I offer based right. on what it is that they're seeing here in the background so because of that I just want to make sure that I'm putting the right stuff in here um, but you don't want to get like to like, uh, be intentional, but don't get like paranoid about it. So for example, if you're like, you know what, and I'm just using this example. I don't know if you're into this or not, but like, if you're like, Hey, um, so I'm helping people find jobs. I want to present myself in like a, you know, professional way, but man, I really love Star Wars and I would love to have just like, you know, this little Star Wars, you know, Lego thing that, you know, me and my, you know, whoever built. Um, and I would love to just kind of have that in there somewhere on then, the shelf
1: in the background, right, then a put little Easter egg, a little Easter egg right, in the back. Right.
0: In, in that case, like put it in there because, you know, those types of things are also just personality items that kind of give people a little bit of, you know, insight into you, even though that might be their first time, you know, being introduced to you. So, um, when it comes to your set, you can do those types of things, um, as well, but really focus the most on just trying to, you know, make everything look good, good. um, and sound good. And if you can do that, then everything else that's going on in your background, because I'm guessing if you have a home office and you're working in there, then, you know, it's probably like a decent office. So just, uh, you know, focus on, you know, I just, I just want to make this like look good. And the way that you do that is just by having a camera in front of you and then putting uh, the, we, we put that uh, a link to that video in there. So in terms of lighting it, that, that video will help you.
1: and look around, you know. Spend some time on YouTube. Look at the bigger channels that are doing what you're doing. Look at what maybe lawyers are doing, and look at their backgrounds. and look for, Look at the look at the videos and the channels. When you look at them, they kind of give you a, a sense of trust, right? They give you a sense of trust. They give you a, a sense of authority. That's that's what you're going for. From you know how how you're dressed in that sort of situation, what your background looks like, how you communicate uh, with your audience. So just look at who's dominating in that niche and and go that way for example for what you're doing bill like a set like this wouldn't work right this doesn't work for what you're doing yeah
0: yeah all right so foot dr zach super chat says um nice to see you guys streaming together d how's uh being back uh it's been interesting nice to see you in here Zach.
1: zach i hope you're doing well man yeah Yeah, it's been interesting i i it's been awesome being able to hang out with him again after two years of not being able to hang out with him but yeah it's uh
0: it's it's been interesting
1: I'll leave it at that, man. It's been interesting.
0: I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> you didn't ask me, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's great hanging out with him. So uh, next up on our list here, we've got, uh, let's see, we've got Camp Brood. Camp Brood says they've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do hiking and camping in national parks. The goal is to get better at storytelling and help others. And the question is, if I use readily available content I find on the internet, for example, dad jokes in my content, will I be okay using those jokes without having to cite or reference the website that I got it from? How do I make sure I'm okay and not using material illegally? The way to 100% with 100% certainty to make make sure that you're using something legally is to purchase it or to get the license to use it in some way. Keep jokes.
1: What? Are. are...
0: Jokes. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying like, you know, for just random stuff because right. he just said available content that I find on the internet. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just yeah. getting that wanna, clarity there. Okay, you don't want to do that. Um, in terms of, you know, like jokes and things like that that you find in your internet or, or that you find on the internet. So one thing that, um, that can happen is I know like, you know, comedians and stuff like that, they do kind of like own their jokes and you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, there might be something there, but um, when it comes to like just random common dad jokes that you would hear, like, um, you know, like, oh, that's hand or, or phrases like that's handier than a than a pocket on a shirt or, you know, something like that, um, then in that case, you know, I think you'd probably be okay there. But in terms of making sure that you're not using material illegally, um, getting permission from the, you know, um, original, you know, or not the original, but from the owner of that is the surefire way to make sure you're in the clear. But what you're talking about specifically is such a nuanced things in terms of like, hey, this, you know, commonly known dad joke right if it's in the public like that you're probably okay um but you know i with that particular one like i don't know the you know copyright laws around like you know being able to use like dad jokes for example from the internet so i wish i could help you more with that um but you know i'm not 100 sure on that one d what do you think
1: uh, what was the question? I was looking at up another question here. So uh, let's, for just, do let's Curls. just do it. I got your question next. Go let's
0: ahead. do it in a scenario. What so, was the question? So, so so let's do it this way. Um, so let's say that just I give was me the question. Let's say I was wanting to add a dad joke to okay. one of my videos, and okay. I just hopped on uh, YouTube or not hopped on YouTube. I hopped on Google, and I said, um, you know, give me a list of dad jokes. Okay. And it gave me a list Chat of dad GTP. jokes. Chat GPT, that's fine. Okay. Or or just Google from some random blog because or that Danielle. would be a little bit more Or Danielle. Yeah, or Danielle. Hits up Danielle. <laughs> but but uh but let's say that it, it was like, hey, you know, uh give me a list of dad jokes and then it shows some blog and on that blog it has this list of dad jokes and then they took one of those dad jokes and set it on their channel. Okay. What do you think? Do you think that would be safe or not?
1: I I uh, well, I think... <laughs> Right, that's, that's, that's well, kind no. of like well, Here, I don't know because it's on the vlog. The is thing. it is it
0: original? Here's the or thing, or is it like is it something original from somebody, or is it something that like everybody just kind of says or the, yeah, that's tough.
1: Like I've, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I've never come across anyone who says I own that joke. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not talking about Actually, like. Actually, I have stand. I'm not talking about stand-up oh, comedians, okay, okay, like professional. Okay. I'm talking about like dad jokes. Yeah, yeah. Knock knock. Who's there? Right. Joe mama. You know. Right. I'm not like right. right. Like who owns your mom? Oh mama great! Jokes? I just got a
0: claim. No, I'm just kidding. Oh,
1: i was kidding. So <laughs> I was about to go in on yeah. your mom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was about full on, full on. Was, yeah.
1: Right, but like you know who like who owns knock knock jokes? I don't. Right.
0: Do you, right. But who? people own like the rights. Well, see, but it's, it's, but it's a song. It's a melody for like right. a birthday song. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm
1: saying. Yeah. Like. I, maybe.
0: Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Maybe. Here's what you want to do. Somebody
1: actually if, own this. If you
0: jokes. want 100% certainty, reach out to like a copyright lawyer. Yeah. Uh, because they would know. That's such right? a they weird. would be like, yeah, just because that's such like a nuanced thing. Like, I like, love the specifics, but I would reach out to a copyright lawyer just to make sure that, just to be 100% clear. Like, you're probably fine. But just to be 100% like, yeah, I can do this. I don't even have to have it dancing around in the back of my mind is something that I have to worry about, reach out to a, uh, the, a copyright lawyer. The
1: audacity for someone to try to do a claim over a dad, a dad joke. joke. Yeah,
0: right. I agree. Right? I agree. But I'm just saying, like, Not that it know. couldn't happen. Yeah.
1: If Renee Richie's in here, maybe he could tell us if he's heard of that happening on YouTube. I, yeah. I, I haven't come across like, you know, man gets sued or woman gets sued for you know, illegally using a, a mama joke, yeah. your mama joke. Right, right. <laughs> never, I've never seen that. Okay, uh, Loomis Curls, I want to tackle this really quick. Okay. Um, the question out of the chat is, I've been on YouTube for three years now, a natural hair influencer and other things. However, I've been stuck at 289 subscribers forever on my channel and it's not growing. What am I doing wrong? Uh, one of the problems is, is the other things that you're adding to the channel.
0: Oh, and did you look at the channel? Yeah.
1: Be a natural hair influencer, if that's what if influencer, if that's what you're going to do, all those other things that you're adding to the channel at this stage, cause you, you really haven't built an audience yet. So once you get to a stage where you are kind of the niche, in addition to the main niche, then it gives you a little bit more leeway to be more lenient with the content that you make. But at your stage, if you are a natural hair influencer, every video should be about natural hair. Don't talk about your trip to New York City. Secondly, you need to learn how to make better titles. Thirdly, you
0: need to really work
1: on your thumbnails without going into a ton of detail on that. Those
0: are- those Definitely are, work on the titles. Definitely yeah.
1: work on the titles. Uh, I would say work on the thumbnails as well.
0: Yeah, take subscribe buttons, stuff like that. Yeah. You don't need any yeah. of that on your thumbnails.
1: Yeah, so that, that would be my advice to you without going too deep down that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Stuff for you to research on YouTube.
0: Yeah. All right, moving on. So uh, next up, we've got a uh, homekeeping channel, homekeeping channel's goals to become full time. The question is, can you please tell me how to delete a playlist as I've duplicated a couple? I can only see the ones that are actually showing on my homepage via the customization, but cannot see the others, which also include private. So um, um, in order to find your playlist now, you actually go into your content section. Um, if you're trying to do it, like on the back end. all he says, it's more of a legal question than YouTube. And I'm not a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Similar. Yeah, that's uh, similar such a weird... Yeah. I've never
1: seen somebody like, "Hey, I got, yeah. can you believe I got a copyright claim for using a y- your mama joke?" <laughs> right. right? Like, I've never seen yeah. that. Doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't exist, but right. I've never seen it.
0: Um, in terms of the playlist, if you go into your, um, uh, creator studio on a computer, and then once you're in your creator studio, if you click on your content tab, then you'll see playlists, at, um, at the top of the, at the top of the screen there. So you're going to see like videos, live shorts, you know, all of that. Um, but you'll see playlist up there now. So they've moved where you can find that. Um, so if you go there, um, you'll see the playlist and then there's going to be like a three dot menu to the right of those. So if you have one that you want to delete, you just click on that three dot menu and one of the options there is going to be to um to delete it i think that's called an ellipsis what the three dot menu i think so okay someone correct me on that if i'm wrong yeah, i'm not sure the three dot if somebody was telling me how to find that and they said click on the ellipsis i would have no idea what they were I'm talking just, about no, but just, i don't know if i would know if they said three dot menu ah three dots and then a menu yeah i'm I think just that stating would. the fact you could okay. have said
1: yeah. you could have said the three dot menu otherwise known as the ellipsis
0: yeah and yeah, you could good. have continued yeah and that would have been a moment of like, Hey, well, wow. didn't even know that that was called an ellipsis right. yeah. and, and,
1: you, and they would, have but been do like,
0: we know that that's an ellipsis. They would have
1: been like, Whoa, Nick knows his menus.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah. Menus. Yeah. Yep. So that's an ellipsis. That's a hamburger. That one over there. That is a hamburger. menu, yep. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying you just so, missed an opportunity. So sad. That's what I'm saying. Satisfying sounds <laughs> says they do daily content. Um, let's see here. Uh, satisfying sounds the goal. Oh, is, I just got owned a goal is to still get that trophy. I, ladies and gentlemen,
1: apparently do not know what an ellipsis menu is. <laughs> so when it comes to menus, you listen to Nick. If, if, <laughs> if Odd Pistachio is correct here.
0: <laughs> so a goal is to get that trophy. We're gonna and, look it up. and the question is, what average percentage viewed versus swiped away do you think the most successful shorts creators get? I have no idea. I really have no idea because you know, like when it comes to when it comes to shorts, it depends on who's actually watching that content. So it would actually vary against the different audiences that are seeing that content. Um so in terms of like no way this percentage view
1: it's called the kebab menu. Kebab? Who kebab kebab K E B A B. Kebab kebab. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. The kebab menu, also known as the three dots menu. Yeah,
0: interesting. So, yeah, in terms of the um, average They're percent new. viewed versus the swiped away, the most successful creators' um, shorts get, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, just because it would it would have to depend on, you know, the audience that's getting shown to them. Um, and then you would have to know who that audience was. And then you have oh, to know God. the other creators in that audience to compare it against. And then you would also from there have to know, you know, obviously which one of the creators in that particular, you know, space and all the other spaces that YouTube has determined that the people that watch that type of content also enjoy. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty, uh, pretty complicated one. So check this
1: out. <laughs> the three dot vertical menu is the kebab or kebab menu. Horizontal three dots is the meatballs menu.
0: Interesting. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, we just learned something today.
0: We did. Regarding menus. Will you screenshot that and send it to me? I will. Yeah. So um, Angie's wigs in beauty, because I always default to three dot menu. Um, I mean technically I guess that would still work across the board but like getting specific uh, would be helpful
1: we all learned something together this was a bonding moment it was it was
0: yeah we all learned something just now that's right Angie's Wigs and Beauty um, says they do mostly wigs and some beauty and the question or the goal of the channel is a career if I can learn how and the question is how bad is my channel appearance and how do I get okay so um, I'm not looking at YouTube channels during this stream so we have specific streams that we um, look at YouTube channels on Um, I actually did one on Thursday that was a monetization stream where we're looking at youtube channels thinking of you know different ways that they can monetize their content um but in terms of like looking at the channel giving like feedback on it um we don't do that uh during these particular live even streams. though i just did that but that's Rare. We didn't pull it up. Yeah, it didn't pull it up. Just some quick advice. Yeah. Gardening with Bear Brown um, is our next question. The goal of their channel is to teach people how to grow food and go full-time one day on YouTube. And the question is, if you have a catchphrase, should you um, have it as a tra- trademark? If so, why? So if you have a unique catchphrase and you want to make sure that nobody else has, you know, nobody else can use it, then in that particular case, then you'd want to trademark that. Um, if you have a tra- if you have a catchphrase that other people already use, then in that particular case, you, you wouldn't be able to hold up the trademark because it's something that, you know, a lot of people have already used before you. So it would have to be an original catchphrase that you are, you know, the first person um, to use it or one of the first people to use it to where, you know, you would actually be able to to trademark it.
1: Yeah. Additionally, you also need to make sure that you have the finances to chase that down and run that down legally should you want to protect it. Yes.
0: The Gaming Shelf says, uh, thank you for the super chat. Says, um, how do I prevent my content from getting stale? My channel focused on a specific gaming genre. I mainly create list Super videos that do very well, but I'm afraid my audience will get sick of them. So here's the thing is um, when it comes to a format that's doing very well, keep doing it until they start getting you know, sick of it. Um, but in the process of doing that, because you have something that's working very well in the YouTube channel, you have the option now to where you're like, OK, I'm going to put out these videos out on a regular basis, but." Since I have all this activity because these people are responding well to this content, um, this certain format that I do, then now let me just from time to time toss in something else and just kind of see how they respond to that. So it gives you like a lot of uh, a lot of room for experimentation when uh, you know when you have something that's working well, but you want to make sure that you're primarily focusing on the thing that's working well because you know you might find that you know regardless of anything else that you try, you might find that people like just love how you do those types of videos because you know based on how they consume content it helps you know pull them through it um so because of that if uh um if you're doing something that people enjoy keep doing it until people you know stop uh until people stop enjoying it
1: wise words renee richie's back under a different name hey renee He's sneaking in.
0: Yep. He says, um, <laughs> like with CTR, um, compete with yourself. Try for better view versus swipe um, for each short, but also understand. And this is um, about the question about percentage viewed and um, versus the swipeaways. And he says, but also understand as you grow, the numbers will be pressured down because way more people get sampled. Yep, and and what that means is for you know those of you that are you know new to YouTube, what that means is when you first publish your videos, they go to the people that the system thinks are the most likely um, on the platform to enjoy that content. That's why you know metrics are usually higher when you first publish your videos, and then as you know time passes, as you know that content goes out to you know more and more you know broader groups of people, they become a little bit less likely to be that perfect laser fit, and because of that, they're going to respond you know a little bit less to it, and that can you know push the numbers down, and that just keeps scaling out, you know, um, as it goes out to more people. Berto Roberto in Blake house. in the house. What's up, dude? Hope you're doing fantastic. Says, good to see the and bros back together again. How you doing, yeah, Roberto? Yeah, man, we've, we've, um, we've done these uh, a nice handful of times now. Three, three or four. Yeah, three or four times. And so, yeah, it's, it's nice.
1: We've done this three or four times in the past three years. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely uh, getting yeah. getting back into the, uh, to the routine there. We might even remake the desk. Might, yeah, yeah. might, might, might. So, um, next up on our list here, we've got, uh, do, 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 gardening with bear brown, gardening with bear brown. We did that one already. Let me just confirm. Yeah. Catchphrase. Okay. So next up we've got, uh, ATL
1: flippers. How you doing? Here's a good Su-
0: one. Sudip arts. Oh, good.
1: ATL Flippers says D and Nick did D win all the arguments growing up,
0: um, we probably yeah. Probably, we I, any that it, probably in every single time I probably went to my mom and complained about it. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I don't. We, we didn't actually argue that much growing up. Yeah, we really didn't. Yeah. Like we we had some moments, but mm-hmm. we didn't really argue that much. Yeah, because um, mostly I didn't acknowledge she existed
0: yeah. as a child. Yeah, I mean, so, I didn't even come along until how old? Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. I was pretty yeah. much
1: I was pretty much grown up and out of our mom's house <laughs> when he was born. So. <laughs> or when the stork dropped him off and the
0: stork dropped me off <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: no we we actually didn't yeah. argue that much because of the you know as you get older the age gap doesn't matter but when you're younger like you have different groups of friends so i we did have some crossover friends mm-hmm. but generally speaking um i hung out with the cool f- kids and, and he hung out with all the, the dummies in, in the neighborhood uh brian if you're in here watching apologize buddy no so we, we, we actually didn't argue that much had, had a few things but yeah. you know, i sent him to the hospital
0: yeah Maybe, yeah, I know. still have that scar. Yeah, yeah, I think I, think back I busted here. your
1: nose once at Kroger's. Yeah. I remember yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was, I went, yeah. So we were at Kroger's, and I was going to the cookie club because they had a cookie club at that time. Yeah, and it's a grocery uh, store. And he just came along and just crammed my head right up against the glass uh, for no reason at all, except for the fact that you know he just wanted to harass me. Yeah, like this. Yeah, uh. yeah, it was a, it was an ordeal. Yeah, but uh, serious, big brothers s- do. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's your job. It's yeah. your duty. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. Uh, Sudip Arts, uh, they have an art channel, mostly anime-related drawings. The goal of the channel is to increase my art skills and earn money doing it. Um, the question is, I've been uploading two long-form videos and two shorts um, blah, 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 and two shorts of same videos in time-lapse, and I'm getting good reviews from my viewers, but views are still very low. Should I limit to one video per day? Suggestions, please. So you're getting a good response from the people that are like, you know talking to you in the comment section but what you always want to do when it comes to gauging the response of your videos is, yes, look at the comments because you know some videos will get more comments than others, and there's reasons for that. Um, but in addition to that, you actually want to use the the stats of your videos to really get an idea of how people are responding at scale. Because the people that are going to go through the effort to comment, those people are you know going to be you know more engaged in what it is that you're doing anyway. Even if they just go down there to disagree with you or whatever, they're going to be a little bit more you know engaged regardless. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're using um, The information that YouTube gives you in your audience retention reports to see exactly how people are responding to your videos so that you can see if people at scale are responding as well as the people in the comment section are telling you that your, you know, content is so, you know, like one thing that's really common on YouTube is you'll see people that will go and this is this is common more with new content creators but you'll see people to where they will put in this effort because they've watched some youtube video somewhere that told them to do this and they'll go into like all these different youtube videos and be like, hey this is an amazing video and then they just do that hoping that somebody will click on their channel and go and watch their videos so um, sometimes it's just, they think it's your video is amazing too like i'm not saying that you know i'm not discrediting that in any way but i'm just saying that there are people that do that and there's a lot of them um so you know know when those types of things happen you want to be like hey thanks that's great but you also want to look at you know the data that YouTube is giving you so you can see how people are responding at scale because at scale like that's what matters and there's going to be people that leave comments and there's going to be a lot more people that are not going to leave comments and they're going to react to the videos in different ways so you want to make sure that you're using the data versus what you know the vocal few so to speak are are, are saying in your comment section Um, See you next up. We've got uh, No Name is the name of the channel here. It's uh, uh, Damon Varial. And um, the type of channel is true crime. There's no goal for the channel. Um, And they say that um, every since February, every video I've uploaded has been a 10 out of 10 in performance. I haven't changed my format or style bearing April Fool's video. What's going on is my channel dying? Okay, so one thing to think about is when you do a 10 out of 10, then you are essentially competing with the previous 10 videos that you have put out and you are just losing to those 10 videos. So what that means is, is that the, the videos that you put out previously, um, that people just responded better to those, you know, particular videos. So go into your audience retention reports, look at what's going on there, go, um, go and look at your click through rate, see what's happening there, go look at your end screen, um, click through rate, see how people are responding once they get to the end of your videos. Um, if they're getting to the end of your videos, which you'll see in your audience retention reports, make sure that you're looking at your topics, uh, make sure that it's clear from the outside in terms of your thumbnails and titles, what you're, you know, what somebody might expect from the video, make sure your thumbnails are clear in terms of helping the people that you're trying to reach identify that the content that you're making or that you're presenting to them has something to do with something that they're interested in. Um, and you know, keep kind of rinsing and repeating that. And by doing that and looking at all of that information, it's going to give you tons of clues on things that you need to improve on the whole purpose of those stats that we have in our, um, in our creator studio. The whole reason we have those is so that we can learn how to get people to respond better to what it is that we're doing so we can see what's going on with our content. Um, and because, you know if you YouTube didn't give us those, then we'd all be just kind of like shooting blindly. But because we have that information, we can go in and we can look for things that are, you know, things that we're doing that are problematic that are causing people to leave the videos or just not respond to them at all. And we can go in and use that as a starting point to start, you know, working on that problem. So, you know, right now, if you're getting a 10 out of 10, Those other nine videos, you know, they could just be awesome videos. So, you know, they're just, you know, hard to compete with there. But if that's happening every time you're publishing, then in that particular case, yeah, you definitely need to work on some stuff. Um, So I would just go and I would start looking into your analytics and start, you know, trying to figure out how people are responding, but also just look at your topics and like how you're framing those topics from the outside with your thumbnail and title, because sometimes like your video might be fine. You just might be having trouble getting people to actually click on the videos in order for, you know, to, to, to start getting you know that data um you know on your videos at scale
1: yeah it could be your thumbnail look at you know you can look at the data and see what's actually popping on your channel right now like what viewers have looked at you know what's popular the last 28 days but i I think a lot of us have been in the same boat where and it's it's demoralizing when you upload several videos in a row and it's like 10 out of 10 yeah or 9 out of 10 you're just like what am i doing it happens for me a lot of times when that would happen i would change the thumbnail and then that would usually You sometimes have to change the thumbnail a couple of times to get it to move.
0: Mr. Oldies, uh, thank you for the kind words. uh, Nick and D gave me lots of YouTube knowledge, 42,000 subscribers in a year, 1.5 thousand a week currently. Much love to you both. High five, fist bump to you. Congratulations on you on on 42K subs in a year. That's like no joke. That's like awesome. Like you're doing incredible. So congratulations to you.
1: I I think they said that they unfortunately cannot be monetized because they're playing old music. Oh, okay.
0: Unfortunately,
1: yeah. I believe that's what I saw them say.
0: Next question comes from Pet Connection International. Pet Connection International. um, They upload when they have time. They do pet care advice. Uh, The goal of the channel is to share evidence-based pet care information to help improve the lives of pets around the world. And the question is, it's not a question, I just wanted to say thanks for your monetization live streams. Even though my channel um, hasn't been reviewed, the tips you've shared have been extremely helpful. I followed your advice to add my favorite product section to all video descriptions and it's made a really big difference to my affiliate sales. I now make sales most days versus once or twice a month um that i was getting before so thank you high five awesome. this month to you for hearing that information for being like hey let me watch this and then hearing that and being like oh let me go do that right and then like you know and and you know giving yourself the opportunity for that to play out so high five this month to you and i'm like super happy that you you know took that information and, and ran with it and that you're you know getting the results from it
1: yeah you have to implement the stuff yeah it's really easy to watch tutorials or listen to people explain things and absorb that information. And our brains do a funny thing where it's like, "Hey, I've listened to this, I've absorbed it. Therefore, I must be like using it somehow." Right. And a lot of times we don't. Right. You just absorb it. You actually have to go do the thing. Right. I, I've been guilty of that myself. Same here.
0: Yeah. Uh, playing the mom game is our next channel. Um, the type of channel is decluttering, organizational um, tips and tricks. You're hired. you were hired the the goal of the channel is to get a thousand subscribers to be monetized and the question is right now my long form are mostly tips and tricks um list type videos but i do add subtle humor in them as well at least i think i do um i'd like to start doing some shorts but the shorts i think are of are just more funny little things about the same content both long and short form would would serve the same basic audience but for different purposes education versus entertainment do you, do you think it's an okay idea to do that, or should I stick to one or the other? Hope that makes sense. Thanks for doing these live streams, it's really helpful. So yeah, I, um, as long as the shorts that you're going to do are targeted towards the same people that would benefit from your other content, then absolutely. Um, then then I think, it's a, I think it's a good fit, even if it's entertainment. So like the example that I've given for this in the past is um, like if I were to make a, like, I actually have one. So on my channel, um, on one of my shorts that I have, it, it didn't do very well, but, um, but it is a short, um, about if Alexa was a YouTuber and in that particular one, it actually, it's got like 66,000 views on another app, but on YouTube, it, 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 I think it's got like five or something. I
1: haven't watched that.
0: Oh, you haven't. No, yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of funny, but the um, but kinda with that funny, particular no. one, I'll, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> but with that particular one, um, because it's you know something YouTube related, it's something that you know YouTubers you know could relate to, right? So the 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 whole thing is like you know the fact that you're even though it's entertainment, you're putting it out for you know an audience that is into like pets and taking care of their pets and stuff. Like I think that you're still you know doing the right thing there. Another thing to consider is kind of mixing in the other content. Um, um, you know, like you know, hey, here's like a quick tip of you know how to do this with your animal, or you know, whatever. And then having another one that is you know entertainment, and then have one that's another tip, and then entertainment, just so you can start gauging over time which ones you know end up performing better. So yeah, so I I could have done that way better. So I, I jumped the gun on that, and I'll tell you why when you're done.
1: Okay, so I so just wa- short. I I'm just tell watched you. it. Uh- you have a weird sense of humor, dude. So So what now I it should have seven eight, almost eight thousand views. Almost
0: eight thousand. Okay, so yeah. what I should have done is i should have when it first started zoomed in on it shoo, put the sound effect in there right. as she's talking i should have put the text up there i should yeah. have sped her up so she's speaking quicker yeah. there were like these pauses in between i should have cut those out yeah. so uh so yeah i might i might do another one of those yeah. uh leron henderson is the uh next question here leron does a tech channel the goal of the channel is to teach people how to use tech the question is how do i use music from creator mix in my video d
1: You mean, how do you get it into your video or how do you actually use it in your video? Let's do both. Okay. Uh, it depends. What's the channel about? Um, tech. Your channel is about tech. Okay. So here's the thing about using music in your videos or your live streams that you need to be careful of. And it doesn't matter where you're getting your music from here. You want to make sure you don't overpower what you're saying with the music and you want to make sure that the music that you choose sets the vibe of whatever it is you're making. So you want to put it in the background if you're speaking over it. And then so if you're speaking and then you want to do like B roll shot and show the product and you stop speaking, then you can bring it back up during that spot. And then when you go to actually speak again, bring the volume back down. So you're going to have to go in and automate that to bring it up and down so it doesn't get in the way of your voice and make sure you choose the right type of music. If it's an upbeat video, maybe it makes sense to use a more upbeat track. If it's something super chill, maybe you speak kind of slower, maybe use one of the low track or the lo fi tracks. That'd be my take. There we go. If you want to get really technical about it, you can watch some videos on specific frequencies. because I don't know how technical you are with, with editing. If you want to get really technical, there are actually certain frequencies that you can do with music in the background. So you can EQ the music. So your voice sits in a better spot in the frequency range. So when people edit for like Hollywood and Netflix and all of that stuff.
0: And YouTube but, in some cases. Yeah,
1: yeah, and even, yeah, even some of the higher end YouTube stuff, they'll EQ the music in a certain way so that the frequencies don't clash with their vocal, the, the main vocal frequencies. A little bit of extra work, but if you have that ability, maybe you want to learn how to do that. Uh, full disclosure, I I do not do that. That's too much work. Next I, I just turn it down low.
0: <laughs> Next up, Got Out is the uh, is the name of the channel. Um, they ha- upload one time per week or more. Uh, they've been on YouTube for one year or more. They have a channel about the nomad lifestyle. It's an entertainment channel. Um, the question is I made a couple of response videos to other popular channels in the same niche, and these videos get a lot of views and a lot of new subscribers to my channel. I included the name of the other YouTube channel in the title of my video. The quality of subscribers I received from these videos was very high. Um, is this a good tactic to continue in order to grow my channel? These are positive responses videos where I'm simply commenting and giving my own spin on a question or idea that they've presented in one of their videos. Just kind of feels like cheating or scalping, although I'm shouting out the other channels in a very positive way and including a link to their channel as well. So if. you're doing like remixes and stuff like that that's fine Remix. yeah it's fine like um uh basically if you are you know making like short responses and like things like that yeah it's fine um um just keep in mind that you want to make sure that you're not doing it to where you're just like sitting there just like having their video playing and then you're just saying something like real quick and then you just let their video you know be their video like you know if you're actually like you know commenting on it and you know giving your thoughts about it and things like that then absolutely that's totally fine and you know probably seems you know, like, because you're like, you know, it seems kind of like I'm cheating. Um, you know, I mean, you are technically using their content to bring attention to yourself. But that's also like a strategy that people use as well. So keep in mind when you do add them to your title, because they are, you're making a video about them because you're reacting to their content, Um, then in that particular case, it's okay to use their name in your title, but make sure you have, you know, additional information around that title. Um, But, you know, saying that it's your reaction to this content creator or whatever, that's perfectly fine. Um, The problem comes with using other people's names and things like that. If you are using their name or their imagery, Brian's in here now. That's funny. What's What's up Brian, Brian? hope you're doing awesome, man. Um, But using their, um, if you're using their name or their imagery or something like that to get people to click on your video um or even in your tags or even in your video description but your content doesn't have anything to do with them that's where you start running into problems when it comes to like misleading metadata and stuff like that but as long as your video is um you know it's about them and then you're you like if i was like hey um you know um uh reacting to d Niman's video about xyz then in that particular case, you know he could come at me all he wanted to, but because you know because I'm using that in the right way, then in you know, the video is about him then I'm still okay to use his name in the title.
1: Yeah, I want to say this too. I'm going to because I see some, a couple other people. I'm um, talking about music. You can also use the Creator Mix music if you have intros, outros. You can use it for that as well. Mm-hmm. So it's not just limited it, it, in your live streams for your podcast yep. for the beginning or the you know the beginning to the, the end of your podcast. Go wild. Yep. Just make sure you go through the rules uh, when you're downloading.
0: Snacking with Super says almost ninety thousand in less than a year for shorts. Ever yes. since the new shorts updates and benefits, trying to get views is difficult now. Why? Because of the updates. So when it comes to um, YouTube Shorts, keep in mind, like you know, since Shorts came out, we've been talking about the opportunity that Shorts is, and now because everybody—not everybody, but tons of people—are are taking advantage of that opportunity, and they're putting out tons of shorts and. YouTube is also putting they're they're building in features into the platform Didn't, to make it easy for people to create shorts. So what's happening is now there's just tons of competition. Wasn't there like
1: an 80% increase in uploads recently?
0: Yeah, it was, Um, it was from uh 2021 or yeah, 2021 to the end of 2022, 80%, 80% increase. increase. Yeah. An 80% increase in, in shorts uploads, probably in sig- daily shorts uploads,
1: probably significantly yeah, more. Now. That's
0: cre- If I remember correctly, that's creators uploading daily shorts. Right. So not just like an 80% increase in uploads themselves. It's, right. an, it's an 80% increase in, in creators uploading shorts daily. Right. So, um, so, you know, there's a lot more competition now and with anything, you know, like you see this, you know, in, in niches, you'll see this too, to where like, if somebody's like, you know, the first person or one of the first few people in a niche, then it's relatively easy for them yeah. to get traction as long as, you know, people are enjoying, you know, getting value from that. But then when people start noticing and they're like, wow, you know, this, these channels, are growing really fast. So I also like doing those things or talking about those things. So I'm going to start a channel like that. And then now they have another one. And for every video that that other channel makes that people decide to watch instead, then that's taking a view away from, you know, maybe one of your videos that you would have watched. So as competition increases, we have to get better at what it is that we do. And we have to make sure that we're just always being mindful that you know, as more people are coming to shorts, the higher quality shorts in terms of how people are responding to them, those are going to keep rising to the top. Just like everything you know, it's how it always works with everything. The quality is going to keep rising to the top and then, you know, it's going to be harder and harder to compete as more and more people get better and better at making uh, shorts. So that's, that's what's going on.
1: Yeah, it just, and, and here's a little, you know, food for thought. When YouTube introduces something like they did with shorts. Not a lot of people do it, right and so early early birds get the worms on that, yeah YouTube just introduced a podcast feature, yep. just you know, throwing that out there, yep, little tidbit. Early mm-hmm. birds are going to keep getting the worms on that as well
0: yep yeah there, there's a, there's a you know a, a reason. That this is currently also, I mean, it, it's also for, you know, accessibility. It's more for accessibility than anything. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, just having this marked as a podcast, I actually just took off. YouTube automatically marked my news as a podcast. Interesting. And they also automatically marked my, um, I have a playlist on um, subscriber Q&As where I'd make videos about questions subscribers ask. Right. And, um, and it automatically put that as a podcast too. But I went through and I, 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 I you know, turned them off. Yep. Um, so now this is the only thing that I have available as a, as a podcast on this yep. channel. Yeah. Learn Spanish World just started their podcast too. Good, there good, good, go. good, good. Good. So um, let's see our list of channels. Okay, we got that one. So next up, we have Pixie Dust Traveler. Hey, Brian, dude, if you're still in here, just a heads up, um, I'm heading to the States um, at the end of September. Um, so I'm gonna come, um, I'm either gonna come see you or we're gonna meet up somewhere if you wanna come over and see me or like whatever. Um, so just as a heads up. But um, Pixie Dust Traveler um, is our next question. They do, they've do. they been on YouTube for um, a year or more. They do travel content. The goal of the channel is to help viewers research destinations for travel by sharing my travel and reviews of destinations and accommodations, et cetera. And the question is, if I have more than one video ready to upload, should I upload them the same week or batch and schedule them um, for once a week? My channel is a little over three years old and I have 102 subs, 99 videos for reference. So consistency on YouTube is important in terms of just continually having new you know, content going out. So because of that, one thing that I recommend that you do is I recommend that you like, you know, if you have that batch kind of stocked up is I would just say, okay, I'm going to upload, you know, every, you know, week on, you know, this day and time and then just start, you know, sliding into those spots. Um, Instead of just saying like, Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and publish all this just, you know, just get into that consistent cadence so that you can just consistently have that content going out on a regular basis. And that's also new content on the channel as well that YouTube gets to test against people and when people respond better that can help, you know, kind of feed some of the old content as well. So, um, so I would just batch it and then, um, and then, uh, put it out on a weekly basis.
1: Got a super chat in there aperture movement it's says, on the screen.
0: Uh, let's see here. It's on the screen. Yeah. I'm just it's, it's really small in my, on it my, it says, head. Oh, Nick says- and D are not twins. <laughs> Where's the copy machine? <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, yeah, we're not twins. Yeah, there's a there's a four year difference between us. Yeah,
1: and let me tell you. What a difference four years can make in terms of like just one human evolving faster and better than the other human.
0: I know I can't believe I've turned out so good. Yeah, right. Like yeah. you're lagging so far. Right. right? I'm
1: like, yeah. <laughs> like I got all the bad DNA first. First time the parents went at it, and they're like, well, the test.
0: There's a, They're like, well, yeah. we messed that one up. No, let's try let, again. Let's make a better one. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. So we did that. Um, Ready to upload? Okay, so we talked about that. Okay, so next up on the um, list here. And by the way, I I've added um, another block of information to the form. So for those of you that are filling that out, I super appreciate it because I'm gonna. That's gonna be one of the first places I go for like making new videos. So um, so I really um, appreciate those of you that are filling out that extra box that I put down there for like videos that you would like to see on the channel. Um, This channel here is from Mike's Bags, or this question is from Mike's Bags. Um, They upload every other day. Um, The type of channels, they do reviews of cornhole bags. That's like niches can get right there. Cornhole, huh? Yep. Um, The goal of the channel says, I want my channel to be a resource for cornhole players. I have a passion for the sport, and the channel shows me... um, and the channel shows me to buy way more uh, bags. Oh, then the channel uh, helps me buy way more bags than I normally would. Um, The question, how to determine the price for your first sponsorship? Um, So in some cases, your first sponsorship can be like getting free bags. Um, in other cases, your first sponsorship could be, you know, where somebody actually pays you money to highlight their product. So when it comes to sponsorships, what you want to think about when it comes to your pricing is if it's just like a quick ad integration to where you do like a 30 second spot talking about their bags, then that's going to be a different price, usually cheaper than if you do a full dedicated video for them. Because if you do a full dedicated video for them, then in that particular case, you know, it's maybe like a full review of the bags where you're, you know, talking about them, talking about the weight, how easy they are to throw, how accurate they are, you know, those types of things. But if it's like a full review... Then in that case, the uh, you know it's going to be more expensive. But what you want to look at is you just want to look at your like there's formulas for this, but I don't recommend that people take those formulas because they were designed by MCNs or multi-channel networks when they were walking working with like large amounts of creators. Um, so what I recommend that you do is you start thinking about it from the perspective of like your time and your energy and the wear and tear on the equipment that you're using to make your content um, that you also factor in um, if you would make more more money as an affiliate than you would make for that company, you know, giving you money upfront and also make sure that you're thinking of it from the perspective of like, okay, if I'm going to do this, um, like, are they, being difficult to work with, um, in terms of just our initial conversation to ask about pricing and things like that. Are they saying like all of these crazy details that they're going to need from me, or are they just being like, Hey, we want to sponsor this. You do your thing. We're going to trust you. You're the creator, do your thing. Then in that case, you know, those people for me, will usually get a price break because they're less of a headache. So, um, so when it comes to, or they're not a headache at all. Right. So when it comes to those types of things, it's just factoring in like your time and all of that. Um, so. I'm not sure, like, how many views you're typically getting on your videos or, you know, any of that. But, you know, they're going to want to know, like, your average view counts. And they're going to want to, um, you know, make sure that they're going to get a return on what it is that they are doing. Yeah. Good,.
1: I, I Yeah, I want to add to that before I forget and address something else in the chat. Uh, I don't know where you're at on your journey. I don't know what type of views you're getting in. But keep this in mind. Your video, unless you delete it, is going to live forever yeah. on the platform. When you make a video for a company right for a sponsor that video lives forever as an advertisement on youtube mm-hmm. and a lot not all but a lot of companies will try to lowball you on their prices so you have to keep in mind you are making an ad that is never going away unless you lose your channel or delete that video mm-hmm. so whatever price you do land on add another 30 40 50 percent to it don't sell yourself short yeah i i made i've i've done some deals that I regretted doing, like in hindsight, because those videos just did so well. Uh, I mean, they, they got a great deal. But you know, as I matured on the platform, I got a better understanding of, of how my my audience works, um, and the value that that I bring and the, the how I can take a product and, and, you know, present it to my audience and how it sells. Uh, man, like I I should have added easily 50%, 75% more than I did sometimes. Right. So what even if you feel weird about it, tack on another 40-50%.
0: So really quick also It's going to
1: it's it's going to live on YouTube forever.
0: Yeah. So also really quick, PG says you can cut out the sponsor part in the YouTube editor. You can, but Good. that's like an uh, that's like an unethical thing to do. Like when, when you are, you know, doing the sponsorship agreements, you want to basically consider it as like, I'm making this video, it's going to, I'm uploading it for the sake of, you know, you know, this relationship that I'm creating with this company. Right. So I'm going to upload this video and it's going to be on YouTube for the entirety of, you know, my YouTube channel. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure that you're not doing those types of things.
1: Oh yeah. And, and here, uh, watch uh, Justin Moore from with. Wizard. He's oh, fantastic. yes. I totally forget. yeah great. Just, yeah, yes. thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Justin Moore from Creator Wizard. He's amazing when it comes to. I'm going to drop his. Yeah, uh, yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing, amazing. I can't, I, we both slipped on that. Yeah, one. Thank
0: you. Me too. Yeah. So I'm dropping his YouTube channel here. So for any of you that are, um, interested in doing any type of like, you know, brand deals or anything like that, yes. definitely I just dropped his channel in the chat yes. here. Definitely go over there and subscribe to him. Um, because he, he helps content creators. That's what he does. His yeah, whole, that's his like whole his channel. Thing, that's it. Yeah. Is, um, helping content creators. So we actually did a live stream here on this channel. Um, so if you go into my live streams, it's probably within the last like 10 live streams that i did um where we talked about like brand deals and stuff and like some of the stuff that he's saying in there uh blowing people away in the um you know in the chat that we're hanging out in that stream so definitely make sure that you go over there and check him out because he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to uh sponsorships
1: thank you i totally yeah shame on both of us i know right yeah yeah Sorry, Jason. So, uh, so next
0: up, um, we have. It's been a long day, man. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's 10 p.m. here. It's so been a right. long day. Yeah, 10:13. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Mr. Odd and End, they do daily content. It's a pet channel. The goal is to get monetized and get sponsored, so I can help free uh, stray dogs and cats. Hey, the question is, what's the best way to get a pet channel monetized and sponsored? The second question, what's a good website or app to get thumbnail ideas? Um, thumbnail ideas, Google images is great. And YouTube search is great. Um, because then you can put in the topic and you can see how other people are representing it. Um, if you are having trouble with imagery, when it comes to your thumbnails, going to like a stock photography site is amazing for ideas. And the reason for that is because you're tapping into the knowledge of people that, that visualize ideas for a living, right, or at least a side hobby or something. So um, so stock websites are also a great place to, you know, kind of search around for stuff to get ideas. Um, in terms of the best way to get a pet channel monetized, um, of course, you know, you got to make content that people respond to well, learn how to get them to click, you got to go through that learning curve of, you know, YouTube, and get people to respond to what it is that you're doing. Um, and then you'll end up in the partner program, but you have to get 1000 um, uh, subscribers and 4000 hours of watch time for regular, I won't say regular for long form content. And And then for short content, you have to get a thousand subscribers and 10 million views on your short uh, shorts within a 90 day period. Um, So, you know, those are the things. And um, also in terms of getting sponsored for that pet content, um, you got to get your channel to the point. So where, you know, you're, you're getting, you know, consistent views on your videos and that you're going to be able to give the brands that you're working with a ROI, a return on their investment, because if you are just reaching out to people for sponsorships, but they're not going to be able to get some type of return, then in that case, you know, like you're not really going to be adding any value to them. You're just looking for what they can do for you. Um, so because of that, just get the channel to a point to where, you know, to where you're like, yeah, I can send, you know, some traffic their way. Um, and then once you get there, then that's when you start reaching out for sponsorships. And same thing on the on the cornhole bags, Um, you know, same thing there, Um, because I looked at your channel. So I would also in your case as well, I I would try to, you know, bump the view counts up a bit, I would try to, you know, just work on, you know, getting a better response there. Um, So that when you do reach out to the companies that you're, you know, planning to work with, that you, uh, you know, that you you know, that you can be like, yeah, I can send you like X amount of traffic, like for sure. Um, If it's one video or 10 videos or whatever, like I can, I can send you like X amount of people your way. Um, One thing that you can do, um, just a quick hack for you guys is for those of you that are wanting to do sponsorships in the future, finding something that you can consistently promote as an affiliate now will help give you data that you can present sponsors to uh, with in the future. So for example, you can say, well, um, um, I don't have any sponsorships yet, but I do promote these things as an affiliate. And typically on the videos where people are, you know, where I'm promoting these things, um, if it's a review video of this thing, then I typically convert like this. If it is a video to where I just happen to mention it in passing, then I typically convert like this. And then that also gives them a little bit of insight in terms of what it is that you can do for them as well. Um, So that's a great way to, you know, better understand, uh, you know, the the traffic that you have and how people respond to what it is that, you know, that you're doing when you're sending people places. Um, And that can also help you with pricing. So since the question on the cornhole content um, was also about pricing. If you do find things like in your case, like you could sign up as an Amazon associate, find all the different cornhole stuff on Amazon, um, and then start linking to things there. And then of course, start reviewing anything that you have. And then by doing that, you're going to start generating sales. And once you start generating sales, you're going to see what you can do by yourself. And then you're going to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. So if I can, if I can make X amount, you know, um, per month, just sending this traffic myself as an affiliate, then if I do a sponsor deal and they're charging me or they're going to give me this amount of money, right. I'm going to take a loss. Right. So because of that, I'm, I'm going to you know I'm going to counter to them and their offer with you know something like this because then if I don't do that, I'm actually going to you know have an opportunity and, cost that goes along with this and as well.
1: Don't look at what you just made off of your small Amazon percentage. Look at the actual total sales, sales that you're driving. The total right. sales that you're driving because that's what the company is going to get. Yes. If you actually do a deal with them. So look at how you had the total sales of what you're sending Amazon or or whatever uh, 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 system, not the percentage that you're paying you for the sales. Yeah, that's really important. I want to tackle this because I feel like I missed a huge opportunity here. Okay, D spent so much time in Mexico. He's now Diego. How did I not think to change my name to Diego in Latin America? That's good. All these years. I have been traveling to Latin America for Almost longer than this kid's been alive. And I've never once thought to change my name to Diego. And they're always like, What's your name? D. And you tell me, like, D. Diego. And it would have just ended it. But it comes with the risk. They're like, Oh, Diego. That almost sounds like it could be a, Latin- a Spanish name. And then they go, Oh, yeah. Rapid fire. And then it's like, and you're like,
0: oh yeah, well, well, I'm not like really Diego. I'm just saying that to make (laughs) it easy for you to get. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. Yeah, but I'm gonna try that. What's
0: your name, Uh, Diego? So good, Diego. I love it. So the next question we have here is from Masetsu Masetsu. They do gaming content. The goal of the channel is to be informative. And the question is in the past, I saw a bunch of success with the game I focused on getting a few thousand views on the videos, but now I've hit a wall, um, with breaking out, um, of 250 subscribers. I'm not sure what the problem is. I've been having trouble with transferring my personality into my videos. Any suggestions on how to attract more subscribers and breaking out of my shell. So when it comes to breaking out of your shell, because you know you're just getting started um with all of this so when you are um you know doing this and i know that you you know have been on youtube for over a year but if you are having the problem of like you know just getting comfortable you know doing the thing then you're still you know at that at that you know startup process so and it looks like you've also had a huge gap in some in your your publishing so if i scroll down here 11 months and then eight months and then seven months and then four months so you skip three months there of publishing, and then um, you know you you went you went hard for um, that period three months ago and then two months you're okay so you kind of hop back on the horse here about three months ago Um, and then you had a video two months ago and the last video that you published is a month ago step number one work on your consistency if somebody's gonna subscribe to your YouTube channel they're going to expect content from you so you want to make sure that you work on your consistency and you work on just the idea of like hey if people are subscribing that means they want to see more content from me so let me make sure that I can consistently give them more content on a a regular basis so instead of having these periods of time to where you like go hard and then you just like stop um, those times where you're going hard, shelf the content and then just pick an upload cadence that you can commit to for, you know, a long period of time, um, you know, for the next year and say, OK, um, every week, no matter what, I'm going to publish the video, you know, at on, on this day around this time and start getting your content going out on a more consistent basis. Um, in addition to that, make sure you're asking people, you know, to subscribe to your YouTube channel, but make sure you don't interrupt the experience with that. Make sure you just do it because you're playing games. So since you're playing games, there's gonna be parts in your games. Like right now, this one that I'm looking at, I see some type of like loading screen or some type of loadout menu where you're changing something up here. So like what you could do is like during that moment when you're doing that, that's where you say you know hey you know really quick um uh while i'm doing this i want to let you know that i put out content like this you know um every week so if you're enjoying this so far make sure you subscribe um and by doing that you know that will cause people to subscribe to your channel more because you're just giving them that nudge. you're reminding them to subscribe Um, but most importantly is right now um, i'm looking at your recent view counts and you have like 12 views 19 views 18 views 17 views 21 views 39 views so right now, the numbers are just not in your favor in terms of you know, generating a lot of subscribers out of the numbers that you're getting. So the thing that I would focus on right now is your consistency um, as number one, because that's going to help you practice more. Not, it's, it's not just about your, your publishing schedule, but it helps you practice doing the thing more. So step number one is consistency. Step number two is, is start working on the actual content, start spending a lot of time learning how to you know, make thumbnails, learning how to write better titles, and start spending more time on the actual video content in terms of analyzing the results that you're getting, looking in your audience retention reports, looking for places people are dropping off in your videos there so that you can start, you know, trying to uh, format the videos super in a better chat. way or structure the videos in a better way that will keep people, you know, engaged, uh, that will keep people engaged more.
1: You got a super chat. The bearded IT Dad says, just supporting the cause, you two go get a coffee or tea.
0: Nice. Thank, thank you so thank much. Thank you for that. Much super appreciated, appreciated. Much
1: appreciated. Much appreciated.
0: But really quick, um, Metsu, you know, like one thing, one thing that I, that I just want to tell you is like, you know, this, this, you know, part of it is, you know, when it, when it comes to trying to get more, you know, subscribers and more views on your channel, like it can be frustrating, you know, like when you're just hitting those walls and you're like, man, I just can't get past this past this part, but just keep in mind, like those are usually just symbols of like, you know, like the, okay. So I've gotten myself to here and this applies to a lot of things, but it's like, I've gotten myself to here. So in order to get past here, I can't just keep doing exactly what i've been doing like i have to change something if i want to get from if i want to get from here to now over here i have to there, there's going to be something that i'm going to have to change and it's not necessarily changing like your content type it could just be changing what you know or how you understand something about what it is that you're doing right so um so in order to you know kind of get past that you got to get to work on like trying to figure out like okay in order to get past this then i then i need to like learn more or maybe i need to dig into my analytics more and just learn more about my audience maybe i need to learn to edit better maybe i need to learn how to make better thumbnails and so on but keep in mind don't get discouraged by that it's part of the process we all go through eh, that yeah it's every, just part yeah. of the process right you just have to learn how to do these things over time
1: every single person in here who's struggling with some aspect of youtube and you're thinking that there's some mountain that you cannot climb in front of you on youtube or there's too many hurdles Every successful YouTuber has gone through the exact problem mm-hmm. that you're going through. Every single YouTuber on the platform. Yep. If they didn't go through that on YouTube, then they went through it on Twitch. If they right. didn't go through it on Twitch, then we, we've all been through it. Yep. Every single problem you're having. If you're like, well, this doesn't apply to, it's all the same.
0: We yep. all have, we've all. Mr. Beast roughed it out for like a decade.
1: Yeah. Before. Ten years yep. of
0: failure yep. on the platform. Mm-hmm. Ten years. Yep. Now he's like, like the fastest or one of the fastest growing creators on yeah. the platform. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Mr. Beast.
0: Fastest ten in the U.S. Yeah,
1: years, roughed, grinded it out for ten years, pretty much as a nobody with no success. Yep. And then now everybody knows his name. Yep. Biggest. It, he is the biggest now, right? Um. He's the, he's, well, I think I think or, he's
0: the biggest individual creator because there's the, like company right. creators he's and the like stuff like individual that. Individual individual on the yeah, platform. Yeah. Right.
1: Ten years though before he even got that break. Right. Yeah. Right. Like this man, man, you got a lot to. There's a lot to learn. Yeah, there is. There's
0: a lot to learn so um galber ninja i hope i'm and, saying that correctly um compliment my, my glasses thank you for the kind words glad that you like them these are ray-bans by the way shout out to uh to ray-ban
1: yeah hashtag now sponsored hashtag there's not a sponsored, lot to yeah. learn but there comes the beauty of short form content yeah. short form content bypasses a lot of things that people who have learned how to make long-form content had to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know if, if, if shorts were around a short form content were around with just like a phone man like he he would have spent you know that, that 10 years wouldn't have happened
0: probably right So um, let's see here. Goober Ninja. Okay, there we go. Thanks. (laughs) You said it wrong. Goober Ninja. There we go. Goober Ninja. Ninja. So Dell Travels is our next next channel here. Um, They do travel and events content. The goal of the channel says, I'd like to make a living traveling the world and making content. The question is, um, I have a new channel that got a lot of views because of Carnival, but now that I'm making other travel, touristic type content, Carnival events happening only once a year, I'm barely getting any views. How can I maintain the same or similar viewership across um, the different travel categories. This is really common for travel channels. Yeah. So of course, you know, over time people are going to just, you know, enjoy your journeys. And you're going to find those people that just will follow you on whatever journey you take. Cause they just love how you put everything together. Um, but one thing that can happen is you can make a video and this happens a lot. Like I know a lot of vloggers like that vlog around like Southeast Asia. And one thing that will happen to them is like, they'll go to the Philippines and like they'll just blow up in the Philippines. And then as soon as they come back to Thailand and they start making videos here again, then what happens there is like those videos just struggle because they've grown that audience that's into the Philippine content. Um, but that, that's just a really common thing in the travel place or the travel space. So what you have to do is you have to go through that, you know, the the growing pain, so to speak, in that particular area. But what you want to make sure that you're doing is that you're looking at the content that has performed well, um, you know, in the other places. And you want to like really dissect that content and try to figure out like, okay, I structured it this way. I did this. I started the video like this. Then I did this. The videos are about this long. I package them up this way so on and so forth um, so that you can you know start applying those same concepts to the content that you're making in the other places so that you know hopefully those people respond in a similar way but what you're what you're running into those are really common you know a really common thing so just make sure that you know when you are putting things together um, that you are you know focusing on the destinations of course but it could also be helpful to put in some like general travel content as well in terms of like you know maybe stuff related to like flights or your path from here to here or or some travel tips, or you know things like that, to kind of supplement um, some of the you know destination content. What
1: type of travel content are they making?
0: Um, they do travel and events,
1: right? So are they are you teaching people how to travel, or are you documenting your travel? Because those are two totally yeah, it different say. things. Um, one thing about travel content that, that I, I love to travel, and I consume two different types of con- travel content. I consume travel content where I love the creator. I just, you know, the creator's amazing and I just want to follow their experience. Doesn't matter where they go. I'm, I'm into the creator. They are the niche, right? It just happens that they're traveling. The second type of travel content that I really love is where they teach me how to do things. Like, hey, I want to go to this country someday and they're showing me how to, they show me how to navigate the airport, how to, how to not yeah, get ripped off. Yeah, it's more navigating.
0: I'm, I'm know, looking at it right now. How
1: not to get ripped off in a taxi, how to go to Carnival, how to find an apartment for rent in Carnival because they all get booked up. Right, so yeah, it depends on on what you're doing.
0: Yeah, so basically, they started a month ago, so they're just getting oh, started. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so, that's so way too, yeah, way too first soon. off, way don't too even sweat it. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't don't sweat it. Way too soon. Yeah, but but basically, like their very first video a month ago, they got twenty four thousand views on that. Then fourteen thousand. They hopped on a trend, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then fourteen thousand, then two hundred forty three thousand, yeah. then twenty one thousand, and then as soon as they left. They went to Trinidad yeah. and uh, they dropped to 168, 70, right. Right. 53. Yeah, so you put out three videos in other places. So here's what I want you to do is, is okay, this is really important for everybody to know. So sometimes when you publish videos-
1: I wish I had a zoom in
0: feature. <laughs> it's so really important. You can get one of those boards. Yeah, if you want to, just for that. But uh, uh, like sometimes when you publish videos, you tap into something because of timing, right? So of course, I'm not, I'm not taking away from anything that you've done. Like you've put together videos that people enjoy because if they didn't enjoy them, even with the timing, you wouldn't have gotten the results that you've gotten. But one thing that is important for everybody to know is that when you do hop on things that are trending like that, like, hey, Carnival is going on right now. Hey, what are, let, let's see what's right. going on in Carnival. And people are looking around for that. And there's just a heightened interest around that at that point in time. I believe
1: they call those tent pole events, right? Yeah, yeah for, for yeah. holiday type for stuff holiday like that. Stuff. Yeah. It's carnival. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But but like um, um, you know, holidays or any type of trending, you know, thing. Um, you know, when you hop on those things, then um, you know, the recovery on the backside of that um can be a little bit difficult because like in this case, you started your channel on a trend. And because of that, you're like, sweet, this is gonna be great forever. Right. But then now that trend is over. So now you're kind of back to the drawing board and kind of getting the traction again. So, um, because of that, one thing that I would do is because you have a lot of data on these old videos in terms of how you're not old, but the, uh, the carnival videos in terms of just the structure, the things that you were showing camera being stable versus it being shaky in parts, you know, little things like that. So I would go through and I would dissect the heck out of those videos and, um, and try to look for patterns. Cause you got one, two, three, you have four videos to work with, with a lot of information on them. So start looking for any patterns that you can see in terms of how people are interacting with that content, any places that cause them to skip any places that cause them to rewind any parts that cause them to leave the video. Um, go look in your audience retention reports for that so that you can start looking for clues to what people that are interested in your type of content, you know, respond to the best.
1: I've got a, I've got a little, uh, tip for you here. Okay. Since it's carnival and this works with anything, Christmas, Halloween, carnival, Mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is. Go to Google trends and look and see when the interest for those things start to pick up throughout the year Mm -hmm. right because it's not just it's not just one day boom it's carnival and the interest is there interest for a particular event starts to up ramp at a particular time of the year historically it happens over and over and over so you know based on that video that people are interested in carnival so go and figure out go figure out when the interest for carnival starts to pick up and start seeding those videos in advance, how to go to Carnival, how to book your tickets to Carnival, how to find the best flights for Carnival, how to find the hotel in Carnival, start leading up to that stuff. And when Carnival happens, you're gonna see a monster lift on those videos. And that video that just had, what, 27,000 views? There's like well,
0: 200 and exactly. something thousand.
1: 200 and something thousand. You're gonna see, you're probably gonna see- That a whole,
0: the, the all four of those videos are gonna lift again next year too. Every year, right? That's what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Every yeah, You're gonna see those views get get like lifts right. um, every so, year. Right, yeah. so
1: yeah, that's my point. Every year those videos are gonna get lifts. So build videos into that and then put them in a playlist. Yeah. So their people problem, can binge though?
0: That. Yeah. Their problem is I'm that. I'm prepping them for next year. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah I'm prepping yeah, them yeah. for next year. Yeah. yeah. Not, not for now. That's for, yeah. that's for
1: next year. That's yeah. prepare for this next year. Yeah. Because it's going to come. Get ahead of it.
0: Yeah. The issue now is just going to a different place. Yeah. 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 But yeah. So, so like that, I would just, yeah, just dig into those videos and and just look for like, you know, the format, you know, things that, uh, that people are responding to the structural things that people are responding to. Mm -hmm. Um, so let's see here. So next up on our list here, hold on really quick. Okay, yeah, I got those already. Um, so next up on the list, we have Starlo uh, Galetta. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, they do teacher reaction, travel and some arts content. The goal of the channel says I'd like to start a podcast for teachers. and I'm trying to build an audience before I begin. Is there any suggestions for improving my banner? Um, if you mean your channel banner, I don't look at um, channels during these uh, during this live stream. We used to do that. Remember that we'd stream for like seven hours back in the day. Yep. So we would, we would do, I think, what was our, our timing? We'd do like three hours of this yeah and then, or maybe two hours of this. And then we would start looking at channels yeah and then like super chats would queue up and then next thing, you know, it's we're like, like, we're five we're just here. hours later. Yeah. Five hours. Yeah. We should do that. two like, days later. We should yeah. do that like once a month. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like once a month, just do like, Hey, we're going to do one of those. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do. I do channel reviews now on the, on the tube spanner channel. Yeah. And then I do the monetization reviews, um, on this channel. Right. But yeah, like both of don't us sitting do there them like this, right. Both of us sitting there like dissecting one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, so we did Mr. Odd and end already. So next up, we've got Anders cubes, Anders cubes. Um, they have a speed cubing slash education content. Um, the goal of the channel is I want to share my content with the world and make a loving community. You can speed cube. Can't can't you? I remember like there was one point in time you're putting like oil on oil on them and stuff like that, man. You, you. (laughs)
1: yeah, man. I used to lube the cube. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So
0: can, can you, can you do it? I can't remember if, if you, uh, at
1: one time in my life. I
0: was, I got really yeah, good. That was what, probably, so we've been up here for like 11 years. So yeah, that was probably what, Twen- 12 years ago, 13 15, yeah, years ago? F- 14, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I could yeah.
1: do, yeah. I mean, I wasn't like not competitive, but I was really fast at, mm. at solving the Rubik's Cube. Yeah,
0: that's right. Uh, cool. Real
1: quick, the person talking about a podcast and wanting to build an audience, worrying about your banner, don't, don't. Like just fo- fo- get, your can- get your channel, the banner, just make it simple. Put something up there. Just tell tell tell, tell the, them what they do. Tell yeah. them what you do. Put, yeah. put, write something up there. Tell them what your channel is about. Focus on all the stuff that matters, like trying to figure yeah. out how to connect with your audience. Starlow, no that.
0: worries at all. Yeah, she says, uh, sorry about that. I realized that, uh, that I wrote it, but it was not uh, that type of stream today. No worries mm-hmm. at all. Um, yeah, so yeah, just keeping it simple, just letting people know what it is that you offer. But nowadays don't overthink it. So on mobile devices and on computers, now you have a text blurb that's pulled from your about me page. Yeah. So really you can just put the information that people need there without having to design anything. And then you can just put, you know, like a, like a nice clean image or something like that in your channel banner. The win with putting the information in your channel banner is it's the thing that draws the most attention when on page load. Um, so then if you have like a nice clear value proposition there, then it just makes it instantly, you know, clear what you offer on your channel. Um, but now they have that additional blurb that you can add that, you know, if you didn't want to worry about, you know, designing something new. Right. But the question here for the speed cubing channel um, says the goal is to share my content with the world, make a loving community. And the question is, I like to live stream and I want to use OBS studio. However, um, when I live stream, I solve cubes and I want to talk to my chat. My setup is, One computer facing the phone is I want my audience to see my solve times one computer to look at chat And one phone one iphone to film the solves I want to be able to use obs, but I can't because it doesn't support iphone. Is there anything that you can do to help me? okay, so I'm not sure if you um, have the budget for equipment, but um, this there's a device that's sitting on the desk right now um, called an ATEM Mini. That's how we're switching between the cameras here. Um, you can use something like that if you, you wanted can use to. Streamyard too. Yeah, you could use well the multi um, cameras, so you can do two cameras with that. Mm-hmm. So what they would need to do is they would need to have two cameras, but they have they have three different things that they're doing yeah, here.
1: ATEM Mini, but the basic one. Would yeah, so there. the
0: ATEM Mini is what you'd want to use there, um, and then with the ATEM Mini, it's going to cost you around. Like three hundred bucks if you don't get the version where you can record. Um it's gonna cost you around like two or three hundred bucks. And then that gives you four different cameras that you can switch to and you can use it with any uh any, you know, streaming software that you want to.
1: Yoga Bliss Dan says, Oh my god, glad you guys are back together.
0: We are too. We are too.
1: Yeah putting the band back together.
0: Yeah. the band. Yeah. yeah. I had to go to Mexico and I'm like, I found him in some like old, like, you know, broken down place. And I'm like, Hey dude, man, I need you to come back on stream. And he's like, man, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, And I'm like, come on, man. Just like, just like one more go at it. And he's like, yeah. man, it's, it's, was, it's just been too long, man. I, I'm, I've, I've moved on from that. And I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like, I, I, I need you back. They need you back, man. We got to do this. He
1: pulled me back in for, for one, more, one more. Yep. One more right. season. I was, I was like excavating uh, Aztec ruins in Mexico. <laughs> and he he he, he yeah. down
0: to here yeah
1: the headband is like the beginning of a rambo movie and he like came in and like hunted me down had to go through the jungles to get me
0: i don't do that none anymore, of that man. happened actually yeah. but yeah but that's, that's not me good anymore fun. i'm, I'm yeah. a different man now
1: i'm doing something else with my life
0: hey uh get business credit thanks for that man super super appreciate that 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 voiceover is awesome what's that um, so get business credit. Um, I um, like one of their videos got suggested to me and I clicked on it and uh, and the voiceover in there was just awesome. Like the the thing that they did. And I was sure. like, oh, I got I got to have this person make something for me. Mm. Um, so I, I, I sent him an email and asked him uh, what their information was. And uh, he said he'd get back to me and he just let me know in here that he had gotten back to me. Nice. So uh, let's see here. So next up, um, we've got Mr. Elmore's Music Lab. They do music education and entertainment content. The goal of the channel is to give everyone the gift of music. And the question is, so I built up my YouTube channel to 1,400 subscribers in four months. My shorts always do well and are an extension of my long form. I'm going to start shifting to much more long form. And I've noticed that my long forms of late have way less views, even with decent click through rate and view time. But YouTube is not pushing them in the impressions as much. Is this par for the course of being a YouTuber? So, in terms of YouTube not pushing them as much, um, one thing that's really important for all of us um, to make sure that we are on board with, or that we you know deeply internalize here, is that YouTube doesn't like promote your content or doesn't like push your content to people. how it works is YouTube detects how people respond to your video, and then YouTube will show your videos to more people that respond to it positively. But if you don't have enough people responding to it positively, then in that particular case, because everything on YouTube is competitive, then what will happen is that video will end up not performing as well. And other videos that people are responding to better will end up, you know, getting uh, the attention over your video. So because of that, it's not that YouTube isn't necessarily pushing them and impressions as much. It's that people are not responding to them at a level that's competitive enough for this for the system to say, hey, let's prioritize this and get it in front of you know a lot more people. Um, so just you know, there's a difference there. so to make sure that you're, you know thinking of that because you know when the videos don't perform as well, it's because people aren't responding to them as well in terms of clicking on them you know at a competitive rate watching them for a competitive rate maybe you know some of the videos that you're competing with maybe they're clicking on it at a high rate watching the video at a high rate completing the video at a high rate clicking on another video from their in- screen at a high rate going watching another video and so on so um, if people aren't taking those types of actions at scale on your video um, then you know that can cause the videos to not perform um, as well but one thing that's really good that you already you know that you're already you know way ahead of is you say here, the vids are evergreen, so no worries, but I know that they're professional looking sounding and the content is valuable. It just gets frustrating when this happens. So in that particular case, it's also possible that, you know, because you are doing the thing, you know, you know, the, the things that people respond to on your channel that have gotten you to that 1400 subscribers and have caused other videos to do well. So if you are doing those, then, you know, checking back in on those videos in like, you know, 90 days, 30 days, 90 days, or 30 days, 60 days, and 90 days to see if, you know, what your view counts look like then might be the approach the words like hey, I'm gonna publish these even if they don't do great out of the gate let me see how you know let me see how these things are doing in you know 90 days from now um, and just start taking it you know from there but you say on the flip side your Instagram's starting to build really fast um, such a different ecosystem of course I'll keep on YouTube um, it's only a matter of time before it pops for now I'm thankful for your help and um, and what I've already achieved yeah like getting 1400 subscribers in four months like that's that's awesome like you're doing great um, and that also says that the content that you're putting out is also you know quality content but even with quality content you know sometimes you'll put out videos and they just won't land with the audience you know like they should so you know make sure that you are paying really close attention to um, how your metrics stack up compared to the impressions that you're getting on your videos and you can also use the comparison tool inside of YouTube analytics to look at the videos that are performing well um, and look at those against the videos that are not to see if you notice anything glaring in terms of the difference of response that you're getting on those because you might notice Compared to the impressions that this one has, um, they have similar impressions, but you know, this one's click through rate was way higher on like home pages. Then in that particular case, maybe you need to kind of reevaluate how you're packaging up the videos to get a better response from home pages compared to um, the one that the ones that are already performing well on home pages. So when you start digging into your analytics and looking in your traffic sources reports and looking at your audience retention reports and all of that, um, it can really, you know, put a lot of light on why some videos are performing um, you know, better on the channel than others. Next up on our list here, we're at number 40, cruising through these questions. So next up on our list, we've got um, the Bearded IT Dad, Bearded IT Dad, um, been on YouTube one year or more, talking head content, goal of the channel is to help uh, people jumpstart their IT career, and they want to eventually go full-time on YouTube. And the question is, I wanna hire an editor, but I have no clue where to start and how to go about it. How do I find a quality editor? I'm I'm thinking of signing up for VidChops, but I don't know if that's a good choice. Um, So I personally know people that use VidChops and they're very happy with them. Um, We used to have an editing service, but there was just too much involved there. So we ended up not doing it anymore. Um, But um, VidChops is definitely a good service and I do recommend them. Um, The difference with VidChops compared to just hiring somebody off of like Fiverr or something is that with VidChops, it's ran by Augie. Um, He has a successful YouTube channel as well. I think he's got like 300 and something or maybe 400 and something thousand subscribers on his channel. So he gets YouTube. So like he trains his people up on... On, you know the things that you know that 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 they need to know to actually you know have videos do well on YouTube. Um, so you're actually working with somebody over there that understands what's important to YouTube. If you grab somebody off of Fiverr, like yeah, they can edit videos. Anybody can edit a video, but do they understand like the nuances of YouTube? And that's the difference. Um, another place that you can look is you can look at ytjobs.com. Um, it's either .com or .co. I think both of them actually lead you to the same place. But um, also look there. I'm not. Sure, if you're familiar with patty galloway um, but that's his website and um on that website they have you know professional everything so like if you are looking for like a thumbnail editor um you can or a thumbnail builder you can get them there but keep in mind they're like pro uh, people and they work with like, you know, very large channels on YouTube and all that. So it's not like a, a place where you'll go to get like a bargain on your video edits. Like you're going to pay for your video edits. You're going to pay for your thumbnails. Like some thumbnails will cost, you know, some people are charging like 250 or $300 for like a thumbnail. Some people are charging even more than that. But like, uh, you know, in terms of, of, you know, the, the quality of work, you're getting people that are like vetted and that, you know, have a proven track record of, you know, providing those Services to successful content creators on YouTube. So hopefully that helps. Yeah, biggest concern is finding somebody that understands YouTube. Yeah, so I think I think VidChops, vid um, especially if you're on a budget, I think um, VidChops is is a great place to start. Um, just make sure that you, you know, during the onboarding process, just make sure that you are, um, you know, just just giving them what they need in order to, you know, do their job. Um, but yeah, you, you'll be in good hands if you go over to VidChops. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list here, um, we've got top financial alpha, top financial alpha says they do investing content. Um, the goal of the channel, um, is active secondary income. And the question is, um, I have switched from a non-faceless channel to a faceless channel and changed the content type slightly. Many of my subscribers have never returned. I'm sure everyone is familiar with when I publish a video. Um, YouTube, I hear tries it out first with my subscribers, but my subscribers are dead, um, or use some of my other content. Um, what do I do is my videos often reach a wider audience when I release them. Usually love your channel, loyal follower. So, um, yes, absolutely. It's, it's not just your loyal or it's not just your subscribers. It is people that are recently interacting with your content and are enjoying them. So some of those people are gonna be your subscribers. Some of those people are gonna be people that just watched your last video, but they watched it all the way to the end, they liked it, maybe they left a comment, maybe they you know subscribed to your channel, maybe they went to your channel page and watched more of your videos. Like it's the people that the system thinks are gonna be the most likely to enjoy that content at that moment in time. So it's usually some of the first, some of the first people are people that are already interacting with your channel. That's why consistency and things like that that are important, or at least evergreen content, where pe- where you have a lot of activity happening on your channel, because you know when you publish that video, that recent viewer history um, is really helpful to help the system know who to show the content to. Um, so when you are worried about the dead subscribers on the channel, like some of them, you know might get recommended the content, but if they're not interacting with your channel, then the system's going to know that those people are not an ideal fit for your content. So because of that, um, I wouldn't worry about that too much. Like what you're dealing with is a really common thing on YouTube. Um, and also in terms of the nature of YouTube, it's really common for, you know, a lot of people to subscribe to a channel and then over time they just stop watching the videos, um, and they'll get interested in other things. That's just, you know, that's just how it works. So, um, so because of that, just, Make sure that when you're publishing your videos, just like always, just try to you know make your videos as, as good as you possibly can and understand that their system is, is smart enough to know that you know the, the dead subscribers on your channel aren't going to respond to your content. So, um, so because of that, they'll be showing them content that they are more likely to respond to and they'll be showing the people that are the most likely to respond to yours, they're going to be seeing yours. Next question we have is from King of Talk. And we're like riding this right up to the edge here. They do a review channel, says, I am guess I'm all over the place. The goal is to grow and make some money. And the question is, why do my videos do a couple thousand views in the first hour, then fizzle out? Um, so the same exact concept that I was just explaining there in terms of when you publish your videos, what happens is YouTube shows your content to the people that are most likely to enjoy that content at that moment in time. So in that case, based on how those people respond to the video, then it will go into another group of people or it won't um, based on how those initial people respond to the video. And on that note, we're going to start pulling some questions from the chat because we just finished all the questions, See, It's pretty cool, huh? it's amazing yeah so we just finished all the questions only 42 questions uh today but we got them all so i just closed that form so, so the questions are gone i'm just going to start pulling random questions out of the chat here for for a little bit we're just going to do what's called a lightning round yeah it's vid chops uh motive music studios yeah it's called uh vid chops so, if you have a question, um, let's go ahead and do it. So, how long should I keep my shorts private so the algorithm can pick up what my video is about? Yeah. So, at the time of upload, the system is already doing it. So, when you upload a piece of content, if it's a short, if it's a uh, if it's a short or if it is a long form video, um, there's a processing period on YouTube where the system is obviously processing the videos themselves for distribution so people can consume them on all devices. Um, but As part of that, the system is also, you know, watching what's happening in the video. It's listening to the things that are being said in the video and all of that. Um, And it's already getting its context. When you add your title to it and your description, that also gives, you know, additional context to it. So you want to make sure you're using those things. But the, um, the, uh, the, the, like, you don't have to wait. So what you want to do is you want to upload, in terms of the workflow of uploading a YouTube video, what you want to do is you want to upload the video and you want to fill out everything. But when you upload it, make sure that you upload it as unlisted. So then, when you you know hit save, um, then what's going to happen is it's just going to save it there on the back end. Then you wait for everything to process, and then once the processing is complete, and you'll see that there if it's if it's finished processing. Um, if it's not finished, then it'll say processing. But once it's finished processing, that's when you um, that's when you hit the publish button. Um, let's see here. So next up we've got, uh, I'm just gonna start scrolling through here. Get your scroll on. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> there's something I noticed a different channel with a similar style to me actually leads viewers to my channel should I start spreading the other channel try and collab with them so I wouldn't necessarily start spreading them I mean you can if you want but I would definitely reach out and be like hey you know notice that you you know are recommending my channel super appreciate it since we make similar type of content you want to make a video together um, and you know start that conversation because if they're sending people your way they clearly enjoy your content um, so yeah I would definitely reach out there for a, uh, a collaboration
1: let me add something to that if they do not want to do a collaboration or even if they do a collaboration uh look at the other videos that are doing well on their channel and then see if it makes sense for you to recreate a similar video on your channel yep. because you obviously share an audience
0: artist haven says uh whoa the the, the forms are done great job fellas nick should be an auctioneer <laughs> So uh, next up, we've got... um, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. How do I get others involved? So um, the first thing you want to do is you want to... um, Like, I don't know by others involved if you mean like you want to have guests come on or you want to have other people as like co-hosts or you want to have like a group of people doing it. I'm not sure exactly what it is that you're after. Um, But when it comes to... Um, you know getting other people involved just start you know reaching out to people so if you have friends try to get them involved if you have um, you know if you're starting a podcast on a particular subject matter that like you don't know people in that subject then in that case start you know getting into your email get on LinkedIn start connecting with people there and start reaching out to people um, you know to invite them to be a guest on your show make sure that you go through the process of getting your show format together and all of that stuff and maybe even do a few dry runs so you can make sure when you do have people on that you're taking them through the process and that you're handling them as a guest professionally, because what you don't want is you don't want to have somebody on and then you're like fumbling around all over the place, trying to figure out what's going on and things like that. And then, you know, it just kind of makes you, you know, just kind of look like, you know, it makes you look unprofessional and that will kind of give a bad taste in their mouth, uh, so to speak. Next. Um, just scrolling here. Okay, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Ooh, yeah, we got that one, had several videos take off three to four days after post, got that. Um, let's see here, when do you do your monetization reviews? Man, I just did one on uh, Thursday. Um, so I just did one Thursday. So I'll probably be doing another one next week um, as well. So um, it'll probably either be Wednesday or Thursday um, as well for that one.
1: I wanna tackle this one. Go. The Wholesome Home says, can it be possible to be too niche down? The answer to that would be yes, absolutely yes. Imagine, let's just think for a second. Imagine if you had a channel on how to tune Steinway pianos. Mm. There's probably not an an, there's an audience, but there's probably not a large audience. So yeah, you could absolutely yeah. I guess
0: reaching out to Steinway and figuring out like how many people they have with Steinway pianos over time. that that might actually be like how many people tune them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. How many? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm gonna. Today's yeah. video, I'm going to show you how to tune this Steinway piano. Yeah, right.
0: Every video. Huh. Yeah. Um, Art Artist Haven says, uh, "New music for creator mix soon?" Question mark. Yes. Yep. Yeah, but soon.
1: but it's it's it might be a month or two away. There's we're, there's some other things cooking up with that.
0: Learn Spanish World says, "I'm thinking about starting a new hybrid uh, genre with genre with my niche, combining traveling and learning Spanish. Soon, I'll be traveling to South America. Nice. That sounds right. cool. Right. That sounds cool. Right on." um let's see here my next question is how can i get more comments besides my friends doing it um so (laughs) as you as you start getting more activity on your videos that's going to happen naturally so um so just you know just focus your efforts right like i have videos on my channel talking about like how to get more comments on your videos and talking about little details of things that you can do but really um, at the end of the day, the best thing that you can do is just focus on, like, the viewer experience and focus on adding, like, in terms of, like, when people start your video, what do they go through? And yeah. and making sure that you're adding value to them in some way and that you can clearly define, like, this is what people get from watching my content. Um, make sure that you have that stuff in place. And, and as you learn how to make better videos and people are responding to them better and you start getting more views, then the numbers start working out to where people will start engaging. And then from there, that's where you start saying, like, okay... So people are engaging now. How can I get people to engage even more? Um, and then you go from there. Andy Park, thank you for the um, super chat there. Says, um, you know, thank you, uh, Nick and D. our pleasure. We loved on this moving company hustle says um let's see here uh oh thank you for the super sticker super uh super appreciated there that was one that i missed mm-hmm. and um let's super see here 86 trash. says how do you feel about using ai to produce scripts i think we talked about that one already
1: you can briefly talk on it uh talk on it talk yeah about I, I think
0: it. it's i think it's fine um, so Tube Spanner, for example, has like an AI script writing tool and it's pretty awesome. Um, so basically it uses something called like hold and modify, where it breaks all the all the scripts down da- or breaks the different sections of the scripts down. Hold. So so what you can do is you can say, Hold. okay, <laughs> so what you do is like, it gives you Hold. all of the information and Shields then you up. can say, Hold. you can say, I want to just <laughs> modify only this section. And you can say, just rewrite this section or add to this section or whatever. And then it will just go ahead and do that. Like, I think it's, I think it's okay. Like, um, you know, I know Dee mentioned earlier about, you know, like copyright or not copyright, but just other issues related to I- to, to like I, using ai based on lawsuits that are happening here, here's what
1: i would do if you're but, if you're using it for scripts there are other tools that can help detect plagiarized results from the ais it, do you know what that's called
0: um jarvis i think it right, is so or something like that. so if
1: you're getting something from chat gtp where it's just like spitting something out at you um maybe run it through that just to be extra careful because so, so you might need to reword some stuff if it if it flags it it's because all of the AI stuff is pulling it from other people's work. And it's yeah. kind of
0: in general, you just you want to personalize it anyway. Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. Yeah, That's, because
0: yeah. like it doesn't matter what you use. The like, better way when, to say it. Yeah. When when you're when you're you know, when it's writing the script for you, then, you know, you still want to personalize it yeah. because, you know, there, there's a human aspect to it that it will be able to do it. But it's just not happening yet but there's a human aspect to it to where, you know, like you are, you know, you've went through the process of, you know, being a cook and like running a kitchen and like all that stuff and because of that you have like nuanced details of that experience that you express with every video that you make and when you are just having ai spit out this script and you're like okay this is the script i'm running with and you haven't done any modifications to it then you're going to lose a lot of that nuance but if you're like okay here's the script now how can i personalize this let me change this to this and i wouldn't really use that word so let me change it to this word instead and um and this part right here like it sounds good but that's not really how it works in the kitchen so let me rewrite that but using it as a great way to kind of start the conversation and just kind of you know flush out a bunch of ideas for you i think as of that, right now i think that's the best use
1: yeah i, I agree 100 percent. and that's kind of more along what i was getting at is like don't just copy something out of like chat gtp for example just word for copy paste this is it like put put that extra effort in to make sure it can be personalized and yours yeah right by per you're personalizing it it's you're making it your own at that point
0: yeah lisa fluid glad that you are enjoying the content um, let's see here. Is there any way to take my best long form? And this is from Seawolf 13. Is there any way to take my best long form? Um, it has a half a million and make it the first video people watch when they come to my videos. So on your videos tab, no, but what you can do is you can um, prioritize that video on your YouTube channel page. If you wanted to ensure that people see that video, you can't guarantee they'll watch it. But if you wanted to ensure people will see it, then you can put it in the, um, in the spot um, on your channel page where you get to add a trailer for people that are already subscribed to your channel. Um, you could put it there, but keep in mind that starts an autoplay. So when you do that, you might run into a situation where you notice like, wow, the beginning of this video, people are leaving like crazy where they weren't doing that before, but that could just be a result of it being in that particular spot. Let's see here. I uh, haven't seen you guys in a while. Moto Mining, glad, for, glad you swung in here. Um, so Sandra, um, Sandrine, um, kitchen food and drink here says um once we have an affiliate link pay for a website um, then do we still have to promote the website um i don't understand that question so you say once we have an affiliate link pay for a website so the affiliate links don't don't pay for a website how it works is you sign up for somebody that has okay let, let's say that i had a company selling um this mouse And on my website, I'm like, hey, you know, sign up for our affiliate program here. Then, what you would do if you wanted to promote this mouse and you wanted to make money from promoting this mouse is you would click on that link and then you would sign up for the program. You'd probably put in your email, you know, select a password, you know, get into the area that you know gives you your links. And then once you sign up, then you would go into that area um, to where you would grab a customized link, and that link would have a tracking ID on it. And then you copy that tracking ID, and that's what you put in your descriptions in order for people to click on it because then when people click on that then that tracking ID connects it to you once they hit the website and then if that person person makes a purchase or signs up or depending on the you know deal of the program then you get a commission from from there based on whatever their structure is or whatever so when it comes to um, having the affiliate link pay for a website yeah then in that case you know like that's that's just not how it's working so so you want to grab that link and use that link to promote the website and then the second part of your site is then do we still have to promote the website? So if you just have it in one video and people are clicking on it and you're sending traffic to them, that's, that's fine. You can just have that one video that you're promoting them in. And then maybe a year from now, you promote them again or six months from now, you promote them again or whatever. But you don't have to add it to every single video that you publish. Um, you can just make a dedicated video on a dedicated product that you're trying to bring attention to. Thanks. Flash in your pan. What's up, dude? Hope you're doing awesome. Um, Other Bearded IT Dad says, other than making high quality videos, what is one thing people can do to grow their channel? Um, Learn as much as you possibly can. I'll give you two things. Learn as much as you possibly can about your audience and work on your skill sets so when it comes to your skill sets that comes down to like the the stuff that you do in terms of like editing videos making thumbnails the communication how you communicate things like that Um, but then there's also the understanding side of skill sets also like learning how to use your youtube analytics learning how to interpret what it is that you're seeing there um so focusing on you know all the skills involved and that understanding of your audience like those things will get you uh get you further than most things uh, that you can do
1: Yeah, I second that. Yeah, I I think we come into YouTube or any of these platforms really, as we come in as creators and we make the things and we think that we should get the views because we've made the things. And unfortunately, uh, probably 99% of the people making content on YouTube when they first come in, they don't come from a background or have any experience whatsoever with graphics, communication, communicating on video, editing, right, you're coming in with zero skills, and you're trying to make something to be noticed, and, and get people to like it. And some people do, some people are just naturally good at things that they do. The rest of us are, who are in the trenches, the rest of us mere mortals, we're in the trenches. And we have to learn the skills, we have to learn how to edit, we have to learn how to communicate, how to make thumbnails, how to write good titles, and that just takes time. So focus on your skills. Mm-hmm. I, I can't stress that enough. And, and understand, that it takes time. Yeah. It takes a lot of time to really hone those skills in. And no matter where you're at, like, you're still learning. Mm-hmm. Always. I'm learning stuff every day, yeah. something different. Yep. Yeah. All the time. Like it never it's ends. It's part of the gig. It's like, part of the like, gig. Yeah. yeah.
0: If, if you, if you want to keep doing it, you have to stay in motion. Right. You have to stay. In- Oops. Sorry about that. What happened? So on that i I was just clicking on stuff and I accidentally clicked on the wrong thing. Way I, to go. Yeah. I was trying to get that comment off of the screen and I clicked on the, our camera instead of the comment. So, yeah, I was yeah. in a completely wrong area. So, Mr. Oldies, um, we do these streams. Um, um, well, I do these streams every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Um, but um, in terms of both of us doing these streams, um, you know, we're, we're going to be doing these on a regular basis. But um, when we do them, it'll be on a Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's just some of them we will be doing together. Some of them I still do um, in my place, um, you know, because he does other streams on other channels on Saturdays um, as well. So based on his streaming schedule there and just based on anything else that's going on, sometimes I'm at home doing them solo and sometimes we're here um, doing them together
1: renee has a re, renee think just like says a think like yeah. a viewer yeah, that, like that that's enormous it is stop i don't want to say stop thinking like a creator but that might be the thing to do right think like the viewer yeah. i'm very mindful when i'm on youtube or i'm on whatever i'm on why did i click on that yeah. why why is this holding my attention yeah. sometimes it ruins the experience but i try to be mindful of why why is this getting my attention? Why did I click? Why am I watching? Why am I wanting to go down and leave a comment, right? Think I like could a viewer. Renee that knocked yeah. it out of the park.
0: And on that note, thank you, everybody, for hanging out. hope that you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Stay safe out there. D, awesome. Again. God, yeah. uh, there we go. Uh. So everybody have an awesome rest of your weekend. Um, and we'll be here next Saturday at 9am Eastern. If you are a new content creator and you are just getting started in all this stuff, you know, just keep in mind that, you know, it seems like there's a lot of stuff to do and there is, but, yeah. um, one thing that I can tell you is just focus on putting like one foot in front of the other. And, and like, if you're having trouble right now with your channel, keep in mind that YouTube has a learning curve, just like anything else that you'll do. It doesn't matter if you're lifting weights or playing a sport or starting a new hobby or whatever, gotta put the
1: reps like, in, man. Yeah, Get you, gotta, the reps. you gotta, you gotta,
0: you gotta yeah. put the reps in and, and, and our version of that is publishing videos to YouTube, analyzing what happened to those videos, learning how to make better videos for the people that we're trying to serve with our content. So, um, so just focus on those things and developing those skills, and you'll be fine over time. So thank you so much for hanging out. Um, have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers.